How do you start a podcast? I don't know, but recently I've been thinking a lot about cauliflower. Go ahead. All right. So I feel like cauliflower has had like a really big glow up in the last few years. Do you feel like that? Are we talking about the vegetable? Yeah, or the, cauliflower. Or the artist. <laughs> Wait, there's an artist named Cauliflower? Yeah, one one night uh, Elizabeth and I were searching vegetables on Spotify. <laughs> okay. And there's right. actually a, a, an artist on Spotify called Cauliflower. Does he or she have any followers? Mm, no. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> right. So, no, I'm not talking about Cauliflower, the failed Spotify artist. I'm talking about Cauliflower, the vegetable. Do I think that it's had a glow up? Meaning, like, I feel like a lot more people are eating it. Or a form of it. Because I feel like cauliflower, six years ago, nobody cared about it. It was like that you go to the grocery store, and you're, you're getting a vegetable tray, you know? Because you're invited to a party, and you're like, crap, I got to get something last minute here. And you're like, I'm just going for the very expensive, way too expensive, why am I doing this vegetable tray? We've all been there. you know. I know you've been there. I've never been that. You've never been in that situation? No. Where you've needed to buy a last second vegetable tray? No. I want to be you, man. What? (laughs) (laughs) People either don't invite me to their house to or to parties or my wife takes care of that. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, your wife is very prepared for that circumstance. But I I know the situation. But yeah, you know the situation. So I feel like cauliflower has gone from like the throw in. Of that, where you go, you bring it to a vegetable, you bring the vegetable tray to a party, and it's filled with good stuff, like carrots, and like, I don't know, celery, whatever else is on there, but then the cauliflower at the end of the night is still there, because nobody eats it, nobody likes it. Do you like cauliflower? Your hesitancy I mean, is automatically. I mean, it's a, I mean, I'm not, if it's, if it's there, I'll eat it. Yeah. It's cauliflower. Are you eating it though? I don't think I've ever yeah. seen any cauliflower. <laughs> it's good. It's very rarely in front of me, which is why I'm trying to understand this idea. That but what I'm saying, glow up of cauliflower because cauliflower pizza. I've had it's everywhere. I've now. had that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Yeah, but I, I had that once in like college because I was dating a girl who was. I know, but there's like brands now. There's multiple brands. It's like Pepsi Cola soda. There's multiple makers of it now. People are mop- monopolizing on cauliflower pizza. I have no idea what you're talking about, man. Are, are you serious? Are you serious right now? <laughs> cauliflower. <laughs> you can't disagree with me on this one. Cauliflower is taken off. You are never allowed to start a podcast. I am. Uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna start next week on radishes because I'm gonna, f- <laughs> I'm gonna talk about radishes next. What's week. wrong with radishes? No, I'm just kidding. I like radishes. But I feel like radishes only people eat it because it's in it's like cut up thinly and thrown in like every house salad at every restaurant ever. It's like what's this? Oh, it's a radish. Oh, we're now you know talking about radishes. Well, so I let's go back can. to the cauliflower. I've no, never, yeah, cauliflower. No, I feel like they went from a nobody to a hero overnight. I I have no idea what you're talking about. You're kidding me, and I'm really not. <laughs> I, Pizza places all I, of a sudden are like I, taking you, off with cauliflower that's crust. N- I've not seen it. We just went to two pizza places this last week. Yeah. Did they not have cauliflower? No. What? Where'd you go? We went to um, Wild Tomato. Oh, okay. I've been there. Yeah, they don't okay. have that. That's and fair. then we also went um, to, there's a new brewery in Dora County called yeah. One Barrel. 
Oh, yeah. And they have wood fire pizzas. Oh, dude, by the way, A.D. Dillon nope. tweeted about that place. Literally while you were there. Oh, so. the br- oh, is that true? You should have texted me. What the heck? I didn't know. I didn't we're see it until to today. I love with A.J. Dillon. I know. I didn't see it until today. Sorry. But we didn't see any cauliflower. No, but like at the grocery store, there's multiple brands now. You walked on the pizza aisle. I'm, s- I'm sorry that I can't afford to go to the high-end grocery stores <laughs> like you do, John. <laughs> it's at Walmart, dude. Which is like the cheapest groceries in town. I well, I guess maybe I go too high end for you then because we go to um, Pack and Save. It's for sure at Pick and Save. I next time you're next time I guarantee it's at Pick and Save. I, cauliflower pizza. You are. I think three years ago I've never seen it. I think now, you're smoking cauliflower. Brand. <laughs> I think. No, but before I feel like it used to be just like the hippy dippy. You're at like a vegan restaurant, you know. Oh, I got the cauliflower pizza. And you're like, okay, no. But now it's everywhere. No, now it's, it's mass. Ma- no, it's it not. is. It's not. I'm okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never seen this in a grocery store. It's not coming out of the woodwork. It's not. I don't even. I barely see cauliflower in the vegetable section. Bruh. I don't know. I, what? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> Culture yourself, man. Cauliflowers take it. It's a new kale. Is it Nobody good? cared about kale five... No, I shouldn't say five years ago. I feel like the kale thing was like 10 years ago, which makes me feel old now. But I feel like 10 years ago, everybody's like, kale, put it in everything. Now nobody cares about it. But cauliflower's a new kale, where it's like, cauliflower, it's good for you, fibrous. You can turn it into a pizza crust, because that's the only way you're going to eat it. So it's a new kale. But in like 10 years from now, nobody's going to care about it. Radishes will can, be the new. Can thing. I ask you a question? What? <laughs> <laughs> you prefaced having this idea. Yeah. While we were off air. Yeah. And you said, while I, I was thinking about this this morning. Yeah. So you woke up. I, I mean, I saw her. You're going through up. your day. Yeah. And you think of, oh, man. Cauliflowers really glowed up recently. No, but I feel like I've seen ads for these. I can't these, like, wait to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how my mind works, man. We're in, no, this is awful. <laughs> it's the best start we've ever I, had. It was, so, okay. So, say cauliflower is glowing up. I don't think it does. I don't think it has. All right. What's the implication of that? Why is that? Why is that interesting to you in any way, shape, or form? No, it's just interesting how a how a vegetable takes off like that. Is that where we are in our lives? Maybe I don't know. Maybe this and is twenty eight. You're almost way, going on twenty nine. You're for way me. younger than I mean. You're not way younger than I am. But a year younger. Younger than I. We're in the same age bracket. Sure. Yeah. And this is where we're at. These Apparently, are the things man. that we're noticing in our lives. Yeah. It's like, ooh, cauliflower is really glowing up. Yeah. This is the. This is what twenty nine, twenty eight is. Is this what 28, 29, 30 is when, like, you don't have kids yet? Yeah, this is, like, we're getting excited about cauliflower pizza. I'm, at least I am. I don't know. Maybe yours that, is, like... That is a level of hipster I don't want to achieve. I'm not, I don't know if I'm hipster. I feel like you're putting your toe in the am water I? a little too much. Well, then, I won't, then I'll stop talking about cauliflower pizza because I don't want to be a hipster. But maybe not one. I don't know. What is the definition of hipster nowadays? Uh, I, I thought hipster was like doing everything that's not cool. So if I'm doing the things that are cool, like cauliflower pizza is agree to disagree. But if everyone's doing it, then I have then I'm not hipster because I'm doing it. 
No, I think that changed. I learned about aesthetics recently. Go on. <laughs> um, and hip, I think hipsters become so mainstream mm. as maybe an aesthetic, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. So that that's big. Be- I mean, like you you just see them everywhere now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel like it's just like the wardrobe of everybody these days. Yeah, because like I'll wear like a good flannel. I'll wear yeah. a, I'll wear a beanie. Yeah, I feel like you and I at uh, times pull off the hipster. More you, you more cause yeah because I can grow a beard. Oh, that's, oh man, that's a low blow. No, it isn't. You can't control what you do and what I mean. What yeah, but it's still, I'm self conscious about it, bro. I you know you. I got not. a goatee. Yeah, a little bit. My dad has a goatee. Yeah, I got a goat. Good for you. Yeah, that's I fine. know. Well, it's more than some can people you, can Can grow. you not grow a beard? Not in, it just doesn't come... It comes in the neck. Mm-hmm. It comes in the goatee area. Yeah. And then not on my cheeks at all. Like, it, it comes in really patchy. I gotta shave it. You're, so. a, you're an average Reddit moderator. The neck beard. Yeah. Yeah, the neared. Yeah. A... It gets really itchy if I grow it out. What does that mean? If I if I grow it out too long, then the neck beard gets too itchy. So I gotta, gotta shave it. Yeah. Because I can't grow a full-on beard. It looks weird if I just have a neared. How? I I suppose I'm, I haven't seen you with... Without? with Without being... I mean, you've got the 5 o'clock right now, but mm-hmm. uh, I haven't seen you with hair kind of growing in. Oh, like in my cheeks? No, it's just like whatever you have. Oh, okay. Like what's... Like, like what's long? Oh, yeah, I don't, go, I don't want to get yeah. too long. Because otherwise let, it gets, it gets it itchy. I, I, I want to see... Gets itchy. No, I would just be itching at it all day. Yeah, but it would be for the podcast. I don't. I don't. I speaking. I of love which, the podcast. Speaking but. of of which, last week we talked about. Okay, maybe not last week. I need to stop saying last week because our episodes are not weekly. Um, one day maybe, maybe. I don't, I don't know, think people like this that much. People that <clears throat> are interested. Yeah, probably not. Um. Last time, we talked about kimonos. Come, come, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I found some. No, you didn't. <laughs> Did you actually? And your, Yeah. And your birthday's coming up. Oh, stop. Dude. <laughs> oh, no. And they're, they're summer kimonos. <laughs> you can get them in a, like 32 different designs. Okay, cool. Are you asking which one I want? I don't know. I'm not asking one. you what you want. I'm I'm gonna you're get, gonna get you, one for me. I'm gonna on get up. you a certain design. Cool. I'll wear um, it around my house for sure. No, you're gonna wear it. We're gonna wear it on the podcast. Oh, good idea. Because we said we we're gonna wear it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll do it for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I don't know if my wife will be seen with me in public if I was wearing it in public. I, I think, think it's something we do for the relationship, like dude, dudes thing. Yeah, know? yeah, like boys brunch, boys and, brunch, and this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That would be the epitome of bro culture. Yeah, just wearing kimonos. <clears throat> Guys getting together for bros brunch or wearing kimonos. Yeah. With only like one of us, one in the group who's really into anime. Yeah, I, I've never watched anime. Yeah, I don't get it. But yeah, I'm still I've tried. Wear it. I've tried. I know. I, just, I, can't. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. I wish I could. Yeah, can't sure. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Life goes on. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I could save the beginning of this podcast by having a conversation that 
wasn't weird. Well, you know what? Cauliflower unite, man. Cauliflower lovers unite. I missed the word there. Cauliflower, you like cauliflower? No, I don't. Cauliflower pizza. So you, I eat it now because the pizza. That's what I'm saying. Nobody ate it. Now people are eating it because cauliflower crust. You don't have regular crust pizza? No, I like both, but I like cauliflower too. Cauliflower crust, I should say. Interesting. They're both. They're, do you it's think fine. it's decent? Do you think that your sister in law would eat cauliflower pizza? I think I can make it for her and not tell her. I think she would question the crust, but I'd just be like, "Yeah, that's whatever." You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to make it for her before this episode comes out because she listens religiously. I think I could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could just be like, "Hey, I made a pizza," and she would just eat it and be like, "Oh, what's this?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it, pizza." Does well, you know? Um, since she's kind of a wine snob too, uh, and I mean that in the most loving way, loving way possible. Yeah. Does the wine pairing for pizza change if it's cauliflower or pizza? I don't know. I just I I don't really pair my wine with pizza. Yeah. I just kind of like go to the fridge, see what's in there. I'm like, that sounds good. I've never paired food yeah, with a specific wine. Yeah, I mean, I try to avoid like red with chicken, but like, like if you're eating steak, you should eat, get a red wine. I guess. Yeah, but like, what if you're pairing a drink with a food? Yeah. I've never understood how am I supposed to eat these things such that they pair well. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the I don't know. Am I supposed to do it like if you're going to swallow a really big pill, you put the food in your mouth, drink yeah. the wine, and then swallow it all at once? I, don't, I have no idea, man. <clears throat> I just trust it. It's one of those things I blindly trust. Like, oh, this would go well with a Merlot. And I'm like, sounds great. I'll get a Merlot. I don't know. Sounds fine to me. Maybe I it's a like scam. It's all made up. Maybe it is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it might be. That's how They're they just get scamming you. us the whole time. That's how they get you. That's probably it. Like, this steak would go really well with this uh, Cabernet... Is that a red one? I have no yeah. well, cab. Cabernet. Yeah, right. Yeah, a cab is red. I think. So the steak would go really well for a cabernet, but unfortunately, the only cabernet we have is in a bottle that's eighty eight dollars. I wouldn't. I'm. I'm not that gullible. Like if I notice that it's like super the most expensive wine, I'm like, <laughs> nice try, bro. But if it's like the same price as the normal glass, yeah, I'd get it. I trust him. Yeah, I trust. But. Him. We just went to Courthouse Pub not too recently for our anniversary, and they were selling wine bottles by the bottle, right? Or yeah. Wine by the bottle. Yeah. There are like bottles in there that are one hundred forty dollars. That's a like, lot. What is that? <laughs> okay, they actually, I, somebody that's like a wine connoisseur, I don't know, was saying that like the 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 worst wine to get is the middle priced wine because like there's there's a big difference between the most expensive wine and the least expensive. Is there? But there's, yeah, but there's <laughs> not much difference between like the middle ground and the cheap bottle. Mm. So like the middle priced, medium priced bottle, you should not get. Just get a cheap glass if you're just like whatever, or get the really expensive glass if you're like I'm living it up. But don't get the middle price. That's where they get you. So because there's not that much. Are you difference. saying that instead of buying mid tier wine, I can just buy? Yes. A large Cheapo. amount of communion wine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. You know, the ones, yeah. the, whatever they used to come. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it wouldn't be consecrated, obviously. Right, yeah, obviously, but yeah. It wouldn't be the blood of Christ, but right. it would be boxed. Yeah. <laughs> boxed communion wine. Our I good remember, friend Will does that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that might be why I got the idea. Yeah. Because I used to fill the, um, we don't have it anymore, but for a couple months I was filling... Um, the 
uh, credence. What do you call them? The vessels that have the wine in the water. Oh. I was going to say the chalice, but that's No, the it's not the cup. chalice. I think uh, credence sounds correct. Uh, no, there's a credence table. I forget. Somebody's going to yell at me later for it. I don't know. Oh, but I was filling that with boxed wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a Zagerstein. Yeah. I'm a Zagerstein, so yeah. I'm not just <laughs> not just going in there and taking boxed wine. From That's good. That's good. Don't Zagerstein. do that. Um, well, great. This is really exciting. I'm really excited to have our uh, our guest on because I have so I wonder if she has any opinions now. on cauliflower pizza <laughs> because I felt like it was a good opening. Apparently not. But let's most see. people skip the beginning anyway because that's fair. Well, They're like, so I don't care what suck. Cameron and John have to say today. So <laughs> we're joined by Becky Wilhelm today. Is that how you say it? Is yeah. that? Well, I feel like I ask everybody, "Is that how you say that?" When I know dang well how to say it. Yeah, that, I mean, you don't want to be. It's only been several years. Several years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like even because we're gonna have my wife on in August. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they be like, "Oh, we have." Elizabeth Grinky, is that how you say it? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Of course you know. Because <laughs> um, my wife took my last name when we got married. Did she? That's how that works. Yeah, that's, yeah. How do you, how do you you're, you're going to be a uh, nurse practitioner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does that happen a lot with like doctors and nurses and stuff where they like get married but they keep their name? Yeah, that is. Yeah. And it's like, it's fair. Because like you don't want to change your name and then all of a sudden people are like, who's that? You know. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. Yeah, Laura works with actually, Laura's uh, like the OB doctor at the hospital she works at. Legally, she's like the the husband's last name, but professionally, she kept her. Oh, that makes last. sense. So go. that way, like people weren't confused. Makes but like sense. her legal like license and all that, like her driver's license says whatever. I don't, yeah, whatever. Brown it is. Smith, yeah, I Smith don't, or whatever. Something like that. But she's still brown or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Becky, thank you so much for for joining us. I have learned so much already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you you kept pointing to yourself while this whole cauliflower thing was going on, and I wanted to bring you on at I that time. I knew what John was trying to get at. Yeah, thank you. Uh huh. Because I was at first, I was like, "What are you talking about, like cauliflower?" But then it hit me that you're talking about like the crust. Yeah. And like the cauliflower rice, yeah, and all that, yeah, yes. it's everywhere. Yes, so I'm with you yeah. on on that part. Just straight up cauliflower for the sake of cauliflower. No, I don't think it's glowing up. But, no, I'm saying uh, more like yes. it's had a transformation. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yeah. yep for people going low carb and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. but I've I've never had it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's different. The cauliflower pizza crust. I don't mind it. If it's fine, then it's not a glow up. Cauliflower's always been fine. Yeah, but like it's it's being branded now. You know, like there's cauliflower <laughs> brand. Cauliflower. That's what it's called, man. Go to the store. I'm telling you, it's a thing. Okay, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, just go. You're this, contributing yeah. a glow up to, to the go to rise of a corporate brand. There's two of them. There's I forget the other one. <laughs> That's what I said. It's like the Pepsi Cola. There's two of them now. There's multiple Pepsi Colas, but RC is up there too. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised you guys haven't hit number one on the charts yet, dude. I am commentary I'm, like this. I'm not. This is high quality <laughs> instruction. A, we had a two and a half hour podcast last week. Yeah, it, 
we're we're getting closer. We're Joe Rogan. We're coming for you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Now we just need to talk about weird conspiracies. I mean, don't even get more, me down that rabbit more. hole. More, yeah, just do the birds, and then um, you know, he's got some. He's got a lot of weird. Well, yeah, yeah I ideas. Mean, wh- yeah, yeah. Maybe we just need to do some ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Aaron Rodgers on, man. In your kimonos. In, in our, our kimonos. kimonos with Ron White. That's really cultural, man. Ron White like, doing <laughs> ayahuasca, <laughs> South American thing in our kimonos with Ron White. They actually make you wear white. When you go to a quote-unquote shaman to do ayahuasca. Oh, okay. I don't know that. So they can see you trying to sneak off and do something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Becky, John. thanks for coming on. Never do ayahuasca? <laughs> uh, I, have, I have not. That's not part of my journey. Nope. So, <laughs> Unlike Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Who's always on a journey? You know, he, life is a journey. Is. It's all about love and gratitude and... You could do that without drugs. <laughs> right. You don't have to do ayahuasca to feel full gratitude in life. Anyways. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast. See you guys. Yeah, yeah, Thanks for <laughs> Doesn't get any better than this. Um so Becky, what do you what do you what do you do? What are you about? What's going on here? Yeah. Um so I um I'm a mom. I'm married. I have two kids. I work for Big Brothers Big Sisters here cool. in town. Um, we are a nonprofit organization. We support kids through one-on-one mentoring. So here's my plug um, to <laughs> recruit mentors. Uh, we always need more mentors. Um, we all have had those mentors in our lives, mm. um, whether it's been a coach or a teacher or just, you know, a youth minister, somebody um, to look up to. And uh, we're just seeing more and more now that it's just so, so important Mm -hmm. to have these connections um, with an adult for these kids. There's just so much, so much that they have to deal with right now. Um, So for a few hours a month, um, you can really make the difference um, in a kid's life that lasts truly a lifetime. So that's my, my spiel on that. But I've been I've been working for Big Brothers Big Sisters for almost fifteen years now. Nice. Um, I've been married for almost sixteen, and um, yeah, I have two kids. Um, we live in Manitowoc here and go to St. Francis. Uh, I help out with Edge currently on Monday nights. I have helped out with Life Teen in the past. Um, yeah, just really. Um, enjoying enjoying our time here. Are you originally from Manitowoc? No, I'm. No. I'm not from Manitowoc. My husband um, grew up here. Okay. And um, then when we got married, he had a job. He had a job here. He's a few years older than me, so he was already employed full-time, and I graduated college, and we got married. Um, And so I moved here when we got married, and um, yeah, so found a job here, and um, you know, kind of started that that chapter of my life. Sure, sure. Uh, So... Big brothers, big sisters. What do you? What's your role with them? Yeah. So currently, um, my title is education and event coordinator. So I, I work on a lot of our um, fundraising events, but also events that we put on for our, um, our matches. What is what we call our bigs and littles. Cool. Um, I've done pretty much every job that you can have there over the past fifteen years, um, and 
yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. Neato, neato. Yeah. So you, so where were you originally from though? So I'm from, originally from Manawa, which what? some Where's people <laughs> think I'm saying Manitowoc and yeah. I'm not. Manawa. Manawa at Wapaka County. Okay. In London. Well, up north. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm, it's like central. Central Wisconsin. Oh, I'm thinking what? You're thinking I'm what? thinking Wausau. You think Wausau, Wausau, yeah. Maybe? Which is like directly west and a little north. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, Cameron, you went to school at Stevens Point, right? Yeah. It's relatively close to Stevens Point. What does that mean? 30 minutes away. Oh, I, we were just having this discussion, yes, uh, this weekend, um, did you ever go to Door County, uh, like, b- when before you were married? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. So, like, was that like a friend trip? Um, or was it like why you what, not yeah. in a romantic context, or was oh, it like for oh. friends? Mm. No, I don't think I've ever gone with just friends. Yeah. So Elizabeth was telling me that they used to go up to Door County for like trips or kind of like friend trips uh-huh. or kind of like not in a romantic context. Right. Yeah. So she was asking me where. If there was anywhere where, like, a group of us friends oh, sure. would go when I was in college, would go somewhere, I'm like, no. <laughs> Stevens Point had everything that we needed. Right. The school and bars. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I wouldn't have gone 30 minutes to... To a, a town of 1,300 people? To a town of 1,300 people. That sounds like it should be in Canada. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I grew up. But so it was a small... Was it small, small like the whole time? Oh, was yeah. Was it that small where like your high school was in conjunction with somebody else? Um, no, it wasn't that small. So okay. I had a eighty people in my graduating class, and that was a big, right a big class. Um, you know, but I knew most of them since you know preschool, and we sure. all went to school together yeah. for you know twelve years or whatever. So, um. Yeah, very small, small town, um, good people. My parents still live there. My parents were teachers there. Um, and, yeah, it's come check out the rodeo. Plug it in, plug it in. Manoa Rodeo. The rodeo? The rodeo. There's a rodeo in Wisconsin. There is. Didn't it's I know the that. Midwest Rodeo. Manoa, Wisconsin. It's a good time. Yeah, I've been to rodeos in Arizona, but uh, none here, I can say. Yep. So. Cameron, we're going to the rodeo. rodeo. It's a good time. You never been to a rodeo? (laughs) No. I guess if guess if you yeah, I guess they're not really a thing in Wisconsin except for Manawa. Manawa, yeah. Yeah. That's usually if people know anything about Manawa, it's the rodeo because of the rodeo. Nice. Oh, I've been to the rodeo. (laughs) Yeah, like pretty cool. The town's known for that though. We like the stock car races in Plymouth. Yeah, because it's so close to Road America. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure, sure. I never found that particularly interesting either. <laughs> so, so growing up in Manawa, are you cradle Catholic? Are you? I'm not. You're. You're not. I did not know that. You didn't know that. No. All right. So here we go. Here we I think there's a story behind this. There what? is. Okay. That's why right. she's on the list. No, I know, but <laughs> I I know Becky from like softball. Yeah. Great team, by the way. Great team. We were best, so good. Best team. We were like, you know what? We're so not- good. We. They didn't even let us play this year. I know. So good. Let somebody else I still get emails, win. by the way. <laughs> I still get emails. Are you guys interested? No. No. <laughs> we we did it one well, year. Hey, hold on a second. And, uh, you might not be interested. 
Some of us don't have the competitive spirit. Uh, if, if you want to get it started, man, I'll, I'll join the team, but I feel like we lost a lot. We, we lost, lost like half, half, of, half our of our team to yep, like moving or college moving or, or breakups. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and most of our contributing players are were part of that. So <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> you can't be double bad. You can't levy. We, we had a lot of. Uh, levy into a, uh, one of their relationships <laughs> right. to pull in some good yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, great one people. Of, one great of my buddies asked great me, players. coworkers asked me to play on a softball team. I was like, yeah, dude, I'll totally like, yeah. uh, I'll play again, whatever. If it's you know, because there's going to be in Green Bay and they've got actual divisions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was going to be on like, so it was going to be like during the week, which is fine. Um, but the games could have been anywhere from five o'clock to nine o'clock. Oh yeah, some of those are late starts. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to come up to work, hang around for four hours, hang around for yeah, four hours after work. No. And my buddy was like, I'll hang out with you, not like every time, but I like hang out with you. I'm like, what? <laughs> thank you, thanks, <laughs> dude, <Shane>, man. <laughs> anyway, but, no, I didn't know that. I didn't know she. Yeah. Know. So what so, is what does that journey look like? Yeah. For you, but I did want to ask before you get in before you get into that because yeah. I also went to a small school. I didn't like anybody. Yes, uh, you went to the same school with a large amount of those eighty people. Yep. Did that make it hard for you to leave? No. <laughs> um. It's so it's my twenty year. I'm old. High school reunion this summer, mm-hmm. and my parents were asking me, "Oh, are you going to go?" And I don't. A. I don't know if we're having a, a reunion. B. I probably am not going to go. I mm. I mean, you know, with Facebook and that, it's it's you feel like you you get a glimpse into people's lives enough and Right. I, I don't know. I just, you know, I I went through time in high school particularly um where I felt like every year I kind of had different best friends. Um save for maybe maybe one or two. Um, and so it just kind of depended on where I was at with my life and my faith and where my friends were at. And so I, th- I think the people that I would really like to see, they don't live anywhere close. Sure. So they wouldn't come. And I have a twin brother. Sure, I guess. Maybe what? I'd see him. Yeah. Even I, didn't know tw- I didn't know that. I feel like I didn't know that. You, you, <laughs> we have talked. I think we've talked about this. I feel like I haven't known that. Yep. I for so sure didn't know my that. My mom, my mom did not know she was having twins. Oh. <laughs> until the day we were born. Stop. Wow. Um, oh I my mean, gosh. This wasn't, you know, 1985, but still. They had ultrasound they, though? They apparently, John, they did an x-ray. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what? what? That's <laughs> the story that I've heard because she was in labor early. Okay. And As is common with yeah, kids. And um, said, oh, my oh gosh. surprise. And yeah. Wait, and, so they confirmed the pregnancy with an x-ray, which also nowadays never would happen. Right. Because x-ray, mm-hmm. not yep. good. <laughs> Probably explains. We've learned a lot. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to have a lot of radiation to like do anything with x-rays, but like. That's that's well, fascinating. Confirming me. a pregnancy that, with, with that's ray they probably didn't put a one of those yeah. bibs on her. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. For, to protect oh my from gosh. The radiation. So <laughs> like, oh, it's like getting a suntan. Surprise! You have two. Surprise! Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess I I was hiding and there my brother go. was stealing all of my 
nutrients. So I decided I needed to get out. That's fair. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's fair. That's fair. You can't put up with that kind of abuse. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> nope, I'm not gonna do it. Wow. So, so how how early were you? Um, I believe I was nine weeks. Nine weeks. Wow. Nine weeks yeah. I was two pounds twelve mm-hmm. ounces. Oh my when gosh! I was born. Wow. Mm-hmm. My brother was four pounds something. Goodness. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. So my brother is like six one. I am not. Six one, <laughs> shall we say? <laughs> so that's always the interesting tidbit that I like to share. But yeah. wow, wow, that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's wild. My brother and I were two months. We were both two months. Of course, um, we were both two months you. premature. <laughs> one didn't uh, decide to stay in for. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were one one pound. Oh wow, just over one pound. Yeah. Both of us. How far are you apart? Then three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Woo. I suppose it better be. It was a, it yeah. was a C-section, you know, emergency. Oh C-section. yeah, yeah so. there is. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yep. So oh, that's wild. Cut in. Oh, hello, two of them. Yep. Oh my go. gosh. Wow. So, do you look like your brother? Um, are you? Oh, you suppose you're for you you yeah fraternal. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. yeah identical with he's two a, different. He's genders. a boy. <laughs> um, Typically, I don't. We don't look super ton alike. Sure. But um, I think I look more like my younger brother than okay. My, okay. My twin Can you brother. have identical twins that are opposite genders? Gen? No, because then don't they don't have the same so. genes. Yeah, right. yeah. Are you implying that men women are different? <laughs> yes. On the on the precipice of Pride Month. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they are different. Yep. Yeah, there are two genders. Moving on. <laughs> Please, thank you. <laughs> okay. So. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you want to know? I grew up, um, so I grew up Lutheran, um, very, um, strong Lutheran. I mean, you know, Christian family. I didn't really think anything in particular about being Lutheran. I mean, going, you know, living in a small town, you don't have, there's not a super ton of options of churches to go to. Um, it was the church that my dad grew up going to. My dad's from Manila. Um, and, um, felt like I had a relationship with, with the Lord, um, from a, from a pretty young age. Um, was pretty involved in my church youth group, you know, through, um, high school, um, got really into my faith in high school, particularly, um, junior high in that, you know, it was junior high is such an interesting time for yeah. people. I would not want to go back there. Um, but, you know, coming into high school and just really getting more serious about my faith. Um, and then I started going to um, a an evangelical church in the one of our neighboring towns and um, really found... Um, a lot of good people there, a lot of good relationships. Um, felt my faith really grow strong um, from that. Um, decided that that was probably the the kind of church, um, the denomination, mm-hmm. whatever that I would would end up in. Um, you know, after I graduated and and left and you know became an adult and moved out on my own and things like that. Um, you know, super grateful for my for my church growing up. I. You know, I learned a lot. I got a lot of good, um, you know, good 
lessons from them, good people, you know, um, they, you know, they taught me about Jesus. They were, they were mm-hmm. the first to teach me about Jesus. Um, and so definitely super grateful for, for those experiences, had some really great experiences in youth group, um, trips and things like that. Um, but then went to college. Um, I got involved with our, um, campus ministry on UW Green Bay's campus called Campus Crusade for Christ or mm-hmm. Crew. Crew, yeah. Um, <laughs> Cameron, well, I mean, I think it's at every college. I, Cameron's giggling. I My only experience uh-huh. with Crew. Yep, let's have it. They, uh, they would have like this um, event where they had like tables outside of all the residence halls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they would like hand out you get like a soda and then like a cup that had like the crew logo. Yeah, on the it. crew logo. Oh, sure. CRU, right? Yep, CRU. Yeah, yeah yep. CRU, right? So uh, <laughs> we would try to collect as many cups as we could so we could, <laughs> so we could play beer pong with them. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everybody had a crew cup, even if you didn't go to crew. Probably. I feel yeah. like everybody had one in and, college. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, you're in crew? No, I just have the cup. No, no, uh, no, they, no, they would have their... Um, services i don't know yeah, what you call them nights uh, yeah. on monday nights and then mm-hmm. that's when we yeah, had fraternity yeah. meetings um and one of my executive board members was a part of it <laughs> yeah i actually was in a crew bible study my freshman year in addition to being in like a, a catholic one too um but there was one in our dormitory and one of my friends was in it and it wasn't like they weren't like you know like against Catholicism so I was like okay whatever I'll just go and it was it was pretty like pretty yeah, surface they're, they're, level it's pretty, pretty surface yeah. level it was yeah, mostly it was just like praying and like out. yeah it, it was it was I, w- I would say a little bit more social than anything yeah, but it's good. yeah I definitely went my freshman always year walk, it was a good time good events and yeah. it was always really good vibes coming yeah, out of there they had good know? speakers Jared Aberdare spoke oh, a couple nice. of things okay Do you remember am I supposed we, to know who that is yeah uh, UW Madison football wide receiver drafted by the Packers mm-hmm. very short career in the NFL but that's he's kind probably, of like a. That's probably why I don't remember. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a badger legend. But sure. Yeah. Sure. It was it was good. I know about crew. So, anyways, you were yeah, involved in crew. So I yeah I got involved with that. Um, I you know I had been praying for some friends. You know, freshman year, like you said, you know, you're just kind of to have friends to, to get to get oh, some sure, good sure. Christian okay. friends. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and because my my roommate at the time, you know, she wasn't a Christian. You know. It, we were just roommates. Right. Um, and so, um, yeah, got involved with crew, got involved in um, a small group, um, made some friends. Yeah, had really good connections with them. Um, just really, really got, you know, more connected to my faith. Just kind of kept growing stronger and um, knew that, yeah, evangelical, evangelical free, whatever you want to call it, was, was the route for me. I mean, I... I loved the the music, the preaching, you know, the community. Um, everything was was what I was looking for um, in a church, and um, so was pretty set that that was what I was going to end up doing. Um, and then uh, my sophomore year of college, I got set up on a date with uh, my now husband, and. Um, Gosh, how much detail do we want? Um, he is uh, Catholic. Yeah. Um, he, at the time, was considering the priesthood. Okay. No um, way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
And um, one of one of my friends knew him. I'll just keep it very generic. And what does that mean? One of my friends, she she knew him. That she set us up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and because she was not a fan of the Catholic Church, no, and didn't really want him to become a priest, and so she thought, you know, maybe we can, you know, sway a little bit. And oh, that's wild. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um. So my husband and I started dating. Um, went through, gosh, um, you know, a couple of years of dating and broke up and got back together and, you know, all because, well, he was going to stay Catholic and, and I was not Catholic and I certainly wasn't going to become Catholic. Like I was pretty much set in, in feeling like if it was any other denomination, Mm -hmm. It would have been okay, but not Catholic because no Catholics Catholics aren't Christians, right? right. Well, um, hey now, <laughs> right? right. So, what does that mean? Uh, well, I mean, you know, you believe you get yourself to heaven, and you worship saints and Mary and all those oh, things, you yeah, know. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, um, you know. As a as an evangelical, you know mm-hmm. we be- we believed that you just accepted Jesus into your heart, bing bang boom. Yeah, faith over works. You know, good to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so obviously, I had a, a misunderstanding of what the church um, teaches. Um, so we ended up yeah back together, all these things. Um, finally decided okay. We'll, we'll make it work. Um, we'll get married. I'll, I agreed. I said, you know, we can raise raise the kids. If we have kids, Catholic. Um, we can get married in the Catholic church. We had a deacon do our, our wedding. Um, but I'm not becoming Catholic because I don't, I don't agree. And I, I wouldn't want to do it for the wrong reason. Um, and so we went forward with that plan. So can I ask you mm-hmm. what? So... <laughs> So you're like, no way, Catholicism, yeah. not for me, not at all. But I'll marry you even though you're Catholic and that's important to you and I'll acquiesce to teach you know, like our children about yep. Catholicism. Why why make that uh why make all those concessions? Oh, I guess I liked them. <laughs> <laughs> liked oh I should probably say like like him. Um yeah, it was I mean and that's why we you know, just broke up and got back together so many times. It was like, is this what the Lord wants? I mean, there was a lot of praying and um, finally it came to a point where both of us really had peace about, about that. Mm-hmm. And we were okay mm-hmm. with, with that. Okay. Um, and, you know, I would go to mass with him on occasion. Um, he would... You know, when I when I moved here, I didn't I didn't necessarily join a, a church or anything. I just I went on occasion to a, a couple of different local churches, but um, you know, mostly it was kind of well, I just I have my own relationship with Jesus, and you know, 
I don't necessarily need a church for that. And so um, I was okay with, with that uh, at that point. Um, and so, yeah, we had just kind of decided that we would work it out. It would be tough. We, we understood that it would not be the easiest, um, but we were willing to, to give it a, give it a try. So. so okay so 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 you guys get married yep and how long are you kind of in this like i'm going so do you go to, with them to mass every week or no um i wouldn't say every week no okay. i wasn't going every week okay so once but how long how long did mm-hmm. they go of yep. like i'm going with them every once in a while and then like um i'm going to my own church like what was it was it something that happened or like, because at some point you probably yeah. started going every week. Because right. <laughs> yeah. now you go every week. <laughs> like, 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 at what point, yeah. or like, what was it that was like, that flipped it, mm-hmm. switched it? Yeah. Um, so we got married in 2007. Um, and then in 2010, um, you know, I just was doing a lot of... Um, praying and searching and and could feel this um kind of tug on my heart that I wanted more that the Lord wanted more Mm -hmm. for me um and even I I went as far as um contacting a couple of Lutheran churches in town and saying hey can I you know can I come can I can I receive communion which now looking back, it, I understand what was going on, but at the time I was like, well, this is kind of weird. You know, I mean, it, it didn't really hit me what was happening. So basically I just decided, okay, well, I'm just going to be open. I'm going to be open to the Holy Spirit. And I just um, prayed and I asked the Lord to kind of show me what was what was the truth and what he wanted for mm-hmm. me. Um I decided to go to mass and instead of just going through the motions, really, really paying attention and listening to the words that were being said um, and the prayers instead of just kind of judging it, um, just really kind of being open to it. And I told my husband at the time, I said, I said, listen, you can't, you can't help me with this I didn't want I didn't want to do to become Catholic because of him I wanted to Mm -hmm. do it because you know because I felt that it was the truth and because I wanted to do it right and so basically I asked him to for more or less to stay out of it um you know and he had he had told me things along the way and whatever and all this stuff but I I just I needed to do this kind of on my own, mm-hmm. um, you know, with his support, of course, but not with his influence, if you want to say. Sure, sure. Um, and so I actually reached out to a friend of mine who was in crew um, in college, and um, she went to um, University of Francis or Fran- Franciscan University, Steubenville. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And to get her master's degree. And so I knew that she had remained very strongly Catholic in college. Um, and so I reached out to her and I just said, Hey, can I just, can we just chat for a little bit? Mm-hmm. You know, I have some questions like, can you just, can you talk, you know, talk through some things with me? And 
so we did that and so i was i was learning i was doing a lot of reading um you know obviously praying and things like that um and then it was uh, actually holy week of 2010 and um i had I had sort of asked the Lord to reveal to me what what he wanted me to do through through Holy Week like okay what do you, what do you want is this is this the truth um is this where you want me and so it was good friday and obviously it wasn't mass but um you know they still had um you know holy communion and so I remember kneeling um there and the deacon you know lifting up the host and and saying that you know the body of christ and and knowing it was it was jesus and i remember wanting to look up so badly because i wanted to see but not being able to raise my raise my head because i just felt like i couldn't you know i couldn't look at the lord um, and, and I knew that, that that's where God wanted me. I had a peace, um, that day, like I've never had, mm. um, in my life. And then going to Easter Sunday mass, um, and just really understanding what the mass was. I mean, you know, with that limited understanding you have, at that point but just being able to take it all in um and so then i kind of be i uh went on my process to go through rcia and yeah become catholic so here i am that's beautiful i i think about the timing of it too how perfect it mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. you know um it being holy week yeah and good friday um how fitting and I guess you could say symbolic, I guess, too, a little bit of of, uh, of God's way of, of working in people's lives. Um, and uh, we've also talked about, too, on the podcast of of opening up a little bit mm-hmm. of, of just allowing um, instead of planning yourself or instead yep. of like um you know, this is how I'm going to do it. Just allowing the Holy Spirit to to do its work, and mm-hmm. then the the fruits of of what can happen after. And I think that's a perfect testament of that of saying, okay, all right, I'm not going to let anybody else influence this. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to be open to it, and if it happens, it happens. Yep. And if, like we said, we talked about this all the time. If you give, if you give the Holy Spirit, if you give God, like a, a just a glimmer of, you give of a mouse a cookie. if you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you give the Holy spirit, uh, a, a just, um, a slight opening of the door, um, it'll bust it down <laughs> and, and fully open it if you allow it to. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, thinking back to just the stressful times we had when we were dating and like, is this mm. going to work out and all that, you know, just knowing now it's like, I can't imagine any other way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be a convert um, because I can 
as an adult remember and really appreciate when I receive Holy Communion for mm. the first mm-hmm. time. Um, and I try to remind, you know, our edgers of that. Um, my, my kids, my, you know, my son has received his first Holy Communion and just not taking that for granted, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that I'm so, so grateful. Like I said, that I was able to experience that as an adult and I'm, you know, I feel like I, I wish that cradle Catholics could experience that. Yeah. Because there's, you know, there's nothing like it. And of course, you know, you can have those experiences as well. Um, it's just, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm very, very blessed and, and grateful that I was able to do that. I'm kind of curious, mm-hmm. um, because I mean, it's, it's, it's wild to me to think, cause we've had, uh, we had Julia on the podcast. Um, she kind of talked about relationships that she had had that mm-hmm. there were very different spiritualities. Yep. One of them was a Protestant mm-hmm. as well. Um, in the fact that like he wasn't Catholic, I, uh, but that that tension, cause mm-hmm. I'm sure that mm-hmm. she had this, a lot of the same experiences that you might've had arguments about theology yep. or from your end misunderstandings about what mm-hmm. the Catholic church yep. was teaching. Um, but those differences for her were inre- irreconcilable. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was never going to convert. Sure. Neither of them was going to convert the other yeah. one. So I'm curious w- where she couldn't find reconciliation. Right. Um, what was, I mean, what was your game plan? Was, was there like, was, yeah. were you thinking, well, I'll convert him at some point or yeah. was, I don't want to put words in your yeah. husband's mouth, but like, was he thinking, you know, maybe I can convert you? Were you open to, because con- you yeah. weren't open to conversion no. when you got married. No. So like this was going to be in, this was going to be a division sure. for your entire yep. marriage yep. within your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you chose to go through with that. I did. So what was your, what was your angle? Cause you had to have something, right? Yeah. You weren't just going to be okay with this division in your entire marriage. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I was 22 when I got married and probably we, we had to decide that, that we were okay with whatever happened. Um, so I would say we didn't have an end goal. There was mm-hmm. no game plan. The game plan was, I agreed that we could raise our kids Catholic. Okay. Um, and I think having been raised Lutheran was helpful in some ways because, you know, it's much closer to the Catholic mass than say going to an evangelical church. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so, you know, there was a little bit of a familiarity and I was like, okay. Um, and actually I, I should mention one of the things that initially sparked me to explore and to be open to the Holy spirit, um, when it comes to the Catholic church was at a six thirty PM life teen mass, mm. um, years <laughs> ago in 2010. Yeah. 
when you know there was a, a band and there was good music and the the teen teenagers there seemed really on fire for the lord mm-hmm. and i was like well maybe there's a little something to this mm. <laughs> sure. whereas and i i think that was the first time that i had gone at that time and you know all the other times it was you know a very traditional quiet mass which you know is is great um but it wasn't what i was used to and what mm. i was looking for um and so that was also a big part of what led me to be open to the holy spirit so anyway but i didn't have a game plan there was no game plan um yeah, we were just kind of hoping and praying it was going to work out. And um, I found out later on that my husband had been um, having masses said for me. Oh. Um, <laughs> and which I didn't, yeah, I didn't. Oh, he didn't awesome. tell me that until a while later. But um, so obviously he was. Uh, he was praying for he me. He had a game plan. At least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> you I don't guess have I'll a have game to plan. ask him. Yeah. Right. Relentless. Yeah. <laughs> so, he went straight to God yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean. But, but you were like, you were open. You were okay with your kids being raised that way. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you're like, yeah. at that point, there's, there's already the crack open mm-hmm. because yeah. you're okay with your kids yeah. being, you know. Yep. Being taught the faith. And, and, you know, the more that I got exposed to Catholics, if you want to say, and, and Catholicism, you know, the more I understood and was open to it and the less I felt like they're not Christians. You know, I, I got to a point where I was like, okay, it's close enough. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I know it's terrible. No. <laughs> it's reality, people. Um, you know, and I just as long as it was, as long as there was Jesus, I was okay with it. I, I think, mm. um, you know, and it wasn't something really off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean. I'm so so grateful um, to be in this position now. I mean, it it's tough um, in 2023 to have the beliefs that we have, um, especially doing the work that I do. Um, it can be tough to to keep to keep your beliefs um, at the center and you know to speak out for what you believe in. But you know that's that's what the Lord calls us to do. Mm-hmm. What was, um, uh, it sounds like maybe growing up, there were some misconceptions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always like to, I shouldn't say always. That's not like I, I go around asking people who are at conference, like what was your favorite misconception? But like sure. what were, um, cause it sounds like it's relative to this. So yep. what were some of the misconceptions that growing up, you know, growing up Lutheran and like to now, what were some of the things if you could think of that were like sure. total, like, this is this is not true <laughs> you know like well we're at least one of one of them up and top yeah i mean i think i think the big one was probably just earning your own way 
to heaven, you know, earning your own salvation. So whether, you know, it's through going to confession, I, you know, I saw that as something that you were doing, you know, um, you know, praying the rosary, you know, things like that. It was all about things that you did and not about what the thing actually was. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You right. know, so obviously me going to confession, I'm not doing anything, you, you know. Yes, yes, I'm going to confession, but I'm not earning that. You know, mm. it's, it's by the grace of God. Um, and so I think that kind of a thing. Um, but the more that I learn about the church, just the more that it confirms that it's the church that, that Jesus founded. Mm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, do I wish there were times when maybe the music was a tad better or, <laughs> you know, um, it, it was, you know, more of a lively atmosphere? Sure. But Jesus is there. And, and who am I to say this is not the way I want to worship right. him when he calls us to worship him in this way? Yeah. Um, and so I think just being humbled by that um, and knowing that you're doing the Lord's will mm-hmm. um, and not just what you want to do because it's what you want to do um, is really... Um, the main thing for me. Yeah, I think I find some irony in it too, because mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, your misconception was like Catholics do everything for themselves, and right. they do everything themselves, and yep. it's uh, almost—I don't know how to put like words, but it almost sounds like a like a selfish, self-centered mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yep. But like now, um, your total like the change of it is like the irony in it mm-hmm. is that. Uh, like you saying like, oh, I, you know, the music could be better. Like, yep. it, obviously, like that's not preventing you from going to mass or right. anything like that. Right. But that kind of statement could be like a self-centered yeah, thing. Absolutely. Like, oh, I need this. But right. It's like, oh, but that's the irony. Yep. And like the, so I just find that the 100%. the change in the heart is, is, mm-hmm. is, is funny in that way of like your old misconception of the Catholic church was like very self-centered, but it's like, no, uh, like we're doing these things not for ourselves. Right. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> the total opposite. And, and, <laughs> and the things that we may have wanted in the past were the things that could be viewed as also. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent, you know, going to, you know, uh, Protestant church, I would have picked it based on, you know, the preaching, the, mm-hmm. the music, whatever, what, what can the church do for me? What needs is it filling of mine? Um, you know, what can I get out of it? Mm, um, mm-hmm. and it was never viewed as what can I give to the Lord, you know, and what, what can I, can I do for the Lord? How can I sacrifice? And so I think that's just a beautiful, um, thing that I've come to appreciate about the Catholic church. Mm. Um, and I think exactly like you said, John, it's, it's about humbling yourself and, you know, worshiping the Lord in the way that he wants us to um, and not just in whatever way that you want to, just because that's how that's how you feel mm-hmm. like doing it. Right. Yeah. 
I am also a convert. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I because I was just trying to reflect on the differences that I noticed. I was a I was Lutheran in middle school, um, high school. I guess you you can also count that I was non denominational, quote unquote. After that, before becoming Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I remember most, I don't ever feel like there were many misconceptions given about Catholicism. There was always like this kind of ha ha uh, Catholics pray to saints. Mm-hmm. Why would you pray to yeah. saints when you can just pray directly to God? Mm-hmm. Right. Which in reality, like. You can do both. Right. <laughs> I fear yeah. your baptism, right. but also like why when you also want other people to pray for you too. Right. Who are already in heaven, um, like our blessed mother. Um, but when I look back on it, I f- felt like the church that I had went to, I was Lutheran mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. The church that I went to had a zero connection to the past. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the the tradition, quote unquote, that was there, was manufactured. Sure, um, I never felt like this was the way that it's been done, like I do now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not the masses that we go to now. I mean, you know, whatever. But you can go to Catholic masses, and you can feel like you go to a Catholic mass now, and it's this is the way that it has been done, right? Or 2,000 years, give or take, you know, some liturgical changes. And I never felt that when I was Lutheran. We would do, quote-unquote, communion every other week. Now, they had communion Mm -hmm. rails, which was Mm -hmm. pretty baller. That's pretty cool. But obviously... I did as well, yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing, man, bring it back. I wish I yeah. wish you had it. I went to a, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I actually went to you a. You do because you did interrupt. Mass. No, it's re- it's related to community rails. <laughs> we went, Laura and I went to a mass in Menominee Falls, and uh, where's my dad lives now, and they had communion rails. I was like, oh, so I used it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was shocked. <laughs> and I even remember, like, my dad telling me, because they would give you the option to take the wine from the common cup or mm. one of the plastic yep. ones. Um, and I remember my dad telling me that you should take from the common cup because that's the way that it was when Jesus did it. Sure. And he's a convert from Catholicism. To oh, interesting. Lutheran oh, okay. Because my stepmother, his, his second wife, mm-hmm. um, they're divorced now, but his second wife was is Lutheran. So he was a convert from Catholicism to mm-hmm. the Lutheran Church, and that's when my I don't really count it because I didn't I was too young. Um, that's why we started going to sure. a Lutheran Church because my dad converted, um, and I always found that kind of odd. As a Catholic now, I find that mega odd um, that his idea of taking the common cup—that's mm-hmm. the way that it's done—comes from his Catholic teaching, right? Um, and the fact that they had that mm-hmm. and the communion rails and there was stuff given to it at communion, but it always felt odd that it wasn't every week. Mm-hmm. 
And when it was there, it took longer. So you didn't Mm -hmm. want it to happen on the weeks that you were there. And sometimes we would go to a different worship service because there wouldn't be communion and it would be shorter. So even though in Luther's mind, in his catechism, it's one of the two sacraments. Right. Provide, you know, give or take, whatever. But there was... There's no there's no footing put on that then if you don't do it every week. Right. So you're just kinda like, whatever, this doesn't matter, it just kind of takes up more mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And that always that always just took away from the tradition aspect. So I always thought that was that was odd. Yeah. Um because when I left to go to college, I had no desire to continue to go to church on Sunday because I didn't feel like there was a connection. Sure. Right. Now that I'm Catholic, I like, yeah, man, like this is a, I mean, this is an obligation obviously, but participating in the mass and understanding what the mass is, is totally different from, yeah, you know, just kind of whatever it's what we do mm-hmm. stuff. Well, yeah. and it, again, kind of going back to the self-centered thing, it was like, eh, if you don't feel like going to church this weekend, eh, that's okay. You know, yeah. And God knows I, yeah. I God knows I love him, right? Right. right. We can, you know, I can just I can say some prayers from home or, or mm-hmm. whatever, and and you know, that's that's good enough. You mm-hmm. know. Um. So I I think, like like you said, Cameron, there there wasn't that there wasn't that connection that draw mm-hmm. that there is you know in the Catholic Church mm-hmm. for sure. So and that sentiment, my mom, who. I think is Christian in some way, shape or form. Um, she hasn't been to church for a long time and I pray for, her. uh, but, um, her, my grandmother was dating a pastor for USCCB. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would go to church sometimes cause he was the pastor there. Very nice guy. A very nice guy. Um, gives a good message, sure. whatever. Um, and so we were going when we were, when my brother and I were there, uh, and there would be weeks where we wouldn't go cause you know, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> really early on Sunday. Yep. And I remember my mom saying, well, we don't have to go. God knows we love him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was young. So like, I'm like, yeah, God knows I, God knows I love him. You know, he's God, he knows what's going on. Um, when you don't have a connection right. Right. to the faith itself. Um, and I think that does come from the uh, sola scriptura, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. By faith only, which is funny because scripture was created by the Catholic Church uh, like 200 years after Jesus' <laughs> ascension, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so there was faith. There was works first before there was just faith. Um, but I, I, I think that that's kind of where a lot of the issues come from evangelical mm-hmm. kids or Lutheran kids that go off into the world, um, all of a sudden their faith is tested. Mm-hmm. And when there's nothing to latch onto, they fall away. Yep. Uh, Elizabeth and I were just having a discussion about the Amish the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in the Amish culture, there is a period of time. Yep. No, I forget what it's called. Rumspringer. Rum Rum, thank you so much. You Rumspringer. Awesome. Everyone remembers yeah. that MTV show. It's just a fun. Was it TLC or MTV Breaking Amish? Yeah. Uh, TLC, I think. Oh. TLC, I think. 
That sounds like a yeah. DLC I think thing. it also sounds like an MTV thing. But it yeah, it does. I, I, I want I. I was almost going to say MTV, but yeah. Oh, I so too. like they have this time period right. where they're some of the things that they're not allowed to do are relaxed, so they can you know yep. choose right. to be baptized or whatever. And ninety percent of them end up returning to the church, but most of their life is built around community, around yep. faith. A lot of their life is surrounded by tradition right. of mm-hmm. their yeah. community. Yeah. Which is why even when they experience the things of the world, yep. they decide to turn back to their community, which I think is really good. It's it's beautiful, uh, I think, in a way. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. Know, yeah, yeah I'm it, saying that the, the community aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, you know, whatever. So like they, they, they choose to not choose the things of the world and then yeah. they choose to stay in the community, which I think is really really great um and you when our when evangelical kids even some catholic kids from Mm -hmm. lukewarm families that don't go to mass yep um when they have a quote-unquote not the same thing but they have a rumspringer right yeah where they go off to college or they start dating in high school and you have a job you spend a lot of time away from your home all of a sudden when given the choice between the world and god it's so much easier to just choose the world because, right? Well, God knows I love Him. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. If God loves me, when we start putting the conditionals on God, right? Right. But if God loves me, then He'll understand that I want to, you know, yeah. not go to mass, or I want to sleep with my boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, or I want to drink, or you know, uh, go to this different church. Or God knows I love Him. If God loved me, He would understand, right? Because He created me, right? Um, not like personal choice or free will has anything to do with anything. Um, but none of that idea come, none of those ideas will come to a teenager, young kid, even an adult who doesn't have a hook into the tradition of the church that was founded Mm -hmm. by Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, you had the, you had the Becky, the, Mm -hmm. the hook because you had spent your entire life still in the church. And it sounds like you had a good prayer life. I mean, you know, as with anybody, count you know, waves, your highs and low periods and things like that. But I would say from pretty securely from um, the time I was a freshman in high school, um, you know, until now, I faith has always been of utmost importance in my life, um, you know. Obviously, as a Protestant, your your big one is is reading scripture, right? And mm-hmm. so now getting to go back to scripture through a Catholic lens is also very fun. Yeah, because, how, how so? Well, just verses that either never registered before are suddenly like, oh my gosh, that makes total sense, or things that you know protestants have tried to quote unquote use against you or things like that i mean it's just all in a whole new light and so i think because i had such a a good foundation um of prayer and scripture um i was 
open to the Holy Spirit, like you said, John, and um, just being, you know, super grateful for that. So, yeah, it was, um, you know, you, you go through those periods in your life where, you know, everybody has those struggles. I, I thank God every day that I am not a kid growing up right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, goodness. I would have gotten myself in so much trouble, I think, even though I was I was a strong believer. I still, you know, we still all have those things that we get tempted with or, you know, we're, we're trying to be cool and, um, you know, so much of my life was spent performing, you know, whether it was school or sports or, or grades um, or performing for the Lord. I, you know, the funny thing is, as a Protestant looking at Catholics saying, you guys are just performing for the Lord. That's really what I was doing. I was concerned about how I was doing performing for the Lord. Was I reading my Bible every day? Was I, you know, spending time in prayer? You know, was I avoiding sin? And so that's one of the things that just looking back now, I think about how it's such, it's such a flipped script, like you said, John. But yeah, I would, I mean, I would say, you know, gratefully I, I've had a, a strong um, relationship with the Lord for, since high school. Um, you mentioned being a kid nowadays. You have children? I do. Two of them? <laughs> I do. Yep. I have yeah. an 11 year old boy okay. and a five year old girl. Okay. They're adorable. They can be. No, they are. They're very cute. Every time I've seen them, they've, they're they've been very, adorable. They're yeah. very good kids. Um, I'm very grateful for them. Um, and scared. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how, uh, so 11. Okay. So after you had already converted to Catholicism. Yep. So, yep. Um, so yeah, you never had to like, um, had the conversation of like, I'm not going to mass or I'm going to mass because you already Catholic, whatever. Right. But, um, so raising a children, child, Raising it children. Raising <laughs> children uh, in today's world, yep. society, whatever you want to call it. Um, how how do you keep how 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 do you keep them sane? <laughs> how do you keep the kids from you know, like yeah. I, I don't have kids yet. Yeah. Cameron, yeah. You know, we've we've asked this so many times and I think uh, I should probably bring like a notebook to write write down some of this stuff and take notes and and such, but how do you and your husband um, make faith, you know, raising children who are 11 and 5, mm -hmm. 6, 6? Yep, six. Five. 5. 5, yep. okay, 6 years apart. Uh, how do you raise those kids today? Um, you know, well, first and foremost, you know, mass is non-negotiable. Right. We get to mass every week. Um Fortunately for me, sometimes I get to go by myself, which if you're a mother and you get to go to mass by yourself, you enjoy um, because my husband will, will go in the morning and then he'll let me go by myself at night. But <laughs> pot filled it down. Totally pot filled it down. <laughs> um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cut you, Mike, while you fix that. <laughs> um, yeah, we've seen you at the uh, at the 630 mass kind of by yourself, um, which is, you know. 
I'm assuming really, really great. I'll turn you back on now that's fixed. You almost got it. We can we can hear the table fighting with it. <laughs> I'm just gonna. We're good. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Technical difficulties on the. Yeah. What did you say, Cameron? Uh, I think I was just re- repeating kind of what yeah. you were mentioning, like uh, that we've seen you by yourself. Yeah. yeah. At 6:30, yeah. I'm like, ooh, she doesn't have to come with the kids. Yeah. And. You know, there is something obviously to be said about going to mass as a family, and we do do that too. It's just, as any parent knows, five they're get they're getting pretty good at about age five, but any younger than that, it's it can be a chore. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's that's the first thing that you know we decided you know, we're we're going to mass. So if we're up north, um, we have a, a parish up up there that we go to or we'll come back and, and go on Sunday nights. Um, the other thing that was important to us was um, doing whatever we could to send our kids to Catholic school. Um, I knew from a very long time ago that I, unlike a lot of my family, was not called to be a teacher. And so I never had the desire to homeschool um, or be a stay-at-home mom. Um I always felt the call to um, a career, and so um, it was very important for us to to have um, Catholic education for for our kids. Um, I do a lot of work uh, in the schools with my regular job, and there's some really amazing people and teachers um, and kids there. And I still want my kids to go to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, when I was at the, um, the middle school had a night at the museum thing and just going there and seeing that. And there was this quote on the wall and I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember reading it and thinking, I am so glad that my son, my daughter can, mm. can come here and see this and be affirmed in this way yeah. every single day. Yeah. Um, it was about, you know, not worrying about your, your grades, your performance, you know, God loves you. You're a child of God. That's the most important thing. Um, and just being grateful for that. Um, but otherwise, I mean, kind of going back to your, what was your plan? we don't have a plan I mean (laughs) this is our plan and prayer I mean that's about all you can really do um love you know be good examples um I'm very fortunate you know my son's 11 um he's he's a very faithful uh little guy um he has his nighttime devotional book that he reads nice. every <laughs> night. Um, yeah. Has to bring if he's going to sleep over at Grandma and Grandpa's. Has <laughs> to bring that so he can read it. Um, That's awesome. You know, just praying that that continues. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe it's a, a an occasion where you know he he leaves the church for a while, but then you know comes back. It's 
nobody knows. You can just do what you can do. Yeah. And just hope for the best. Yeah. So. Do you see? Do you see a lot of? I'm assuming that because you run the Big Brothers and Big Sisters program, mm-hmm. that you see a lot of issues that kids are facing. Oh, yeah. Coming through, not only just because I know some of the community that you do service, mm-hmm. not even some of the socioeconomic yep. issues, but also social media. Yeah. Because you've been doing that for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Has that been a like a net positive, do you think? Has it oh, been a gosh. net negative? Um, yeah. What what kind of effects is social media having on our youngest generations? Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, net negative. I mean, I, I think when we were first, you know, all getting kind of used to it, um, there there were and there still are good good aspects. Um, it is helpful in keeping people connected with each other. So during COVID, good or bad, you know, we had technology to, to mm-hmm. at least somewhat keep us together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is so much information. There's so much out there. I was reading a study um, not too long ago that about something about people would set up these accounts as if they were like 13 year old girls. And then they kept track of how quickly um, the ads and the content turned into either um, like, you know, weight loss or body image Mm. or self harm, um, things like that. It just, almost instantly it went to those those topics and unfortunately when kids are not connected to an adult that they can trust um you know or or they're they're feeling alone they don't feel like they have somebody that they can talk to that's where they turn yeah um and so we have seen a need, I mean, even greater than when I first started, for sure, because we're, yes, we're connected, but we're so, so far apart, and there's not that real connection, and so I'm so grateful for our our bigs, our mentors that we, we do have, um, just pouring a little bit of themselves um, mm-hmm. into, these, into these kids, um, giving them that safe space. It's mm-hmm. amazing what the, the kids will tell their big brothers or big sisters that they wouldn't, you know, tell their parents or, or they wouldn't ask their parents, but they'll, they'll ask their big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're just grateful to have that. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, at some point we're, we're going to have to decide as a family, okay, are we going to allow our kids to be on social media? Mm, right. That was going to be my next yeah, question. I mean, I heard somebody, I can't remember, were you and I talking about this? About somebody paying their kid, like they said, if you stayed off social media until you were eighteen, I would give you two thousand dollars or something like that. I thought, 
Oh, that that that, that wouldn't have been me. I, I, I wouldn't pay my kids for that. I just wouldn't <laughs> let them do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, even you know, starting young now with Roblox and you know that kind of thing can mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Yeah, you're immediately connected to the internet. Right. I mean, you're just yeah. right. I remember even when I started playing video games, I didn't really connect with someone else over the internet till I was in high school. Right. Yeah. I was a sophomore in high school before playing Halo 3, you yep. know, on Xbox, before I had ever even connected with somebody. And even then, the technology was so rudimentary, yeah. not mm-hmm. even rudimentary, but it was, you connected with somebody for 15 minutes yep. and then you moved on with your match. Yeah, it's pretty basic. Yeah, it was it was really basic. Now, I mean, you can you can connect in so many different ways just on like, all you need is a Zoom link. Right. Yeah. You could just be connected to anywhere. Yep. Twitch. In, right. Or Yeah, uh, I mean, um, um what's the it, other one? It's it's insane Discord. how quickly um an unmonitored child. Yep. Yeah. Through no fault of their own. Well, hundred percent. Can find themselves in a situation that they shouldn't be. And mm. I'm not just talking people with ill intentions. Right. Um People with not, people who are just crazily misinformed, right. or so far gone down some rabbit hole of you know whether it be transgender ideology yep. or um, anti-Christian sentiment yep. or um, misconceptions about the history of America or the history of the world in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. That just spout off, and kids can just run into that at such a young age. And kids are yeah. impressionable. I don't. There's so many, so many people that want to say like, "Oh, this is important for kids to her learn as early as possible." Kids are impressionable. They're mm-hmm. they're sponges at, yeah. at that age. They pick up anything that you want to do. Yep. I wanted to be. I wanted to be a doctor very much when I was a kid, not because I. I was thinking of the financial ramifications of being mm-hmm. a doctor. It was, I'd spent so much time around doctors mm-hmm. who cared about my well-being and did procedures and were very calm and very present and um, showed care for mm-hmm. me that I wanted to be like that. Um, and I didn't have social media growing up, so I wanted to emulate the people yep. around me. Yeah. Now... I think of the, I'm not on any social media, but the people that I do keep tabs on are, for the most part, whether they're they're either Catholic speakers, Catholic podcasters, Mm -hmm. or political commentators. Um, I was just talking to Elizabeth the other day and how much I want to stop giving a crap about politics and start caring about sports again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because how easy everything was when I cared, I only cared Mm -hmm. about sports. Now you can't really care about sports without yep. hearing about politics. politics mm-hmm. yeah, right. So yeah. it's all of a sudden a kid is hit with whatever the prevailing message is yep. that week yeah. or whatever yeah. without being without being monitored. And and I don't I don't think it, I think social media should just go away forever. <laughs> um, but like you said, there are great there are great things about social media. We have a lot of art uh, in our house from Catholic artists mm-hmm. who 
that we would have never known about. Yep. Had it not been for social media. Yeah. Kristen Brown um, does. Uh, it's called the the Saints Project. Um, mm. Kristen Brown the photography. photography one? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she does these phenomenal photos yep. of saints mm-hmm. using real people and costumes and editing. That's fine, but they're so good. We would have we would have never known about this woman. She lives in like I think it's Ohio. Yep. Had it not been for social media, Elizabeth would have never found her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's that one too that uh, um, shows kind of more. I don't know how you would say it. Not modern. Simplistic. Uh, we have the uh, Last Supper painting. Of hers. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I'm blanking her name. Brink, She's in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's in Texas. We, we oh, never find her. Never or, known no of those people yep. um, or, you know, any any of that without social media. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a good place for it. I, I feel like, too... Like, I'm looking back to even when I was in high school, like, social media has evolved so much, too. Like, I'm looking back at, like, Twitter when I was in high school. Like, I remember Twitter being, like, nothing. Like, even the Brewers, like, no, no there weren't even sports sure. teams on it. Like, it's just kind of, like, people tweeting thoughts and, like, it was mostly a joke. Like, people would just, like, tweet jokes. It was like, huh, that's funny. You know, like, <laughs> nowadays, it's, like... Yeah. John had a very... Massively yeah. big. I, I I remember people like tweeting good night to each other. It was like good night, tweeters. Hope you all have a good day. Like, wow, that's wholesome. That's great. <laughs> Nowadays, what, what was like, your? Because Becky's a big fan of the Brewers. Yeah. What was your big tweet, bro? My, what do you mean, my big tweet? Yeah, that big tweet that the Brewers retweeted or whatever. Um, oh. no, I <laughs> I had one that went pretty viral yeah, in yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was about uh, no, the Brewers didn't. Brewers have retweeted me before, um, but uh, the big one that went viral that my battery died halfway through the day because of all the notifications. That was the day I turned off notifications because <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm done. This is annoying. Uh, it was an Area 51 uh, tweet. It was, remember when like Area 51 was going to be like raided? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People were like, let's yep. raid Area 51. It was just like one big They can't out. stop all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Jokes out. <laughs> yes, they can. And I, I was like, this is hilarious. This is a fun, this would be yeah. great tweets about it. I was just like, I shot one off like right before I went to bed. It was like, uh, Wisconsin nights uh, before storming Area 51. Are we going to tailgate before or no? You know? <laughs> I was like, nice. whatever. It's not even. Nice. I didn't yeah. think it was that good of a tweet. I was yeah. like, this is mid level for mid, me. It's a mid tier tweet. And the next day, my friend was like, "Is this you?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I would like quick trip retweeted it. Nice. I was on Drink Wisconsinly. Like my picture had been all over. Like I was like, "Oh crap!" Now people know what I look like. This isn't good. Uh, that was my big one. But I don't know nice. the Brewers only retweeted once because it was during COVID and the baseball season was going on. I was in withdrawals. And I was like, I would do anything for content, even if it was Ed Cedar eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> and they sent a video of Ed Cedar oh eating a bowl that of cereal to me. <laughs> and I was like, fantastic. thank you. <laughs> I needed this in my life. Because <laughs> it was like really early. It was like baseball should have started. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, this is annoying. I, I I wasn't married yet either. You know, it was like early summer and mm-hmm. I was just quarantined. Well, and I was right. Like, yeah. I needed, what else are you going to do? I needed, I needed some baseball content, you know. I love that. As an unmarried bachelor needs. Yeah. So now I like I still love watching baseball, but not as not as deeply as I used to. A little bit busy. You think it's because you get married? No, I just think I'm I'm so busy nowadays. You know. 
I also don't. Me. Also, it's a, it's impossible to find Brewers games thanks to Bali Sports not being on anything. Yeah, it's like, do you not have cable? Then you can't watch us. It's like, no, I don't have cable. I have YouTube TV, and you guys took off. Yep. <laughs> you guys took it off of YouTube TV, so can't watch anymore. You have to so. get the MLB. But no, you can't, but you can't because they're blacked but, out. No. Yeah, the we local, love the, the MLB local, package. Yeah, the local yeah. Team yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah. you can have the MLB package, but you don't want to watch your own team. You can't watch your own team. Yeah, it's like what's the point, point in having it? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to watch the Yankees for the hundredth time this week. So yeah, they don't play hundred games. In yeah, the I'm week, sorry. But, you know what I'm I, yeah, but anyways, baseball yeah. plays too many games anyway. But, Never. No. I disagree, man. It's a hundred and come on, hundred and sixty-two games. You got to play hundred and sixty-two <laughs> yeah. games yes. of baseball. It gives the true winner. You Does can't get lucky though? in a season. You can have a lucky week. You can have a lucky game. You can't have a lucky season in baseball. The true, the winners at the end of the season, the division winners earned it. Okay, John, how how old are you, John? Twenty-eight, going on twenty-nine. Okay, so how old were you in two thousand eight? Two thousand eight, I was. 14. Okay. Freshman, freshman in high school. You were freshman in high school. So I remember very vividly my whole life the Brewers had never made the playoffs. I yeah, was I, such a, I was a diehard fan. Uh, my, my whole family was. And then in 2008, they won the wild card. Yeah, finally made yeah, the playoffs. And it's been, you know, we've had a pretty good run since, but yeah. it's, yeah, if you, Going that long, I, I fear that the Packers may be in one of these stretches. I know. My dad keeps telling me, he's like, you have it so easy. You have it so easy. I was like, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you have seen only Hall of Fame quarterbacks yep. your whole life. They're going to be bad. He's like, I lived. He's like, yes, John, I remember Lombardi. <laughs> and then yeah. I remember after Lombardi. And those were not good days. <laughs> those are when you Lombardi could go... Lombardi Defara was a dark, dark yeah, He's night. like, that's yep. when you could go to a Packers game because they were handing out the tickets. Like, season ticket holders mm-hmm. would go to the games and be like, you want it? I don't want it. <laughs> right. You can go to the game for free if you want. <laughs> so, I mean, they were still sold out-ish games from when I... I mean, the tickets season were still, tickets. but yeah... Um, he's like, yeah, it's so good. I hope Jordan Love's good. I, I do. I hope It'll he's, be interesting. Yeah, I hope yeah. he's good. I mean... It's it's impossible shoes to fill, right? Like we said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers though, but Brett Favre. But it's like it's it's impossible. I don't want to compare him to those two. That's, when that's an impossible ask, right? When he's right. inevitably mediocre, and the Packers are awful for the next ten years, I want you to remember <laughs> you wanted <laughs> this. this. I did. I, I'm you I mean, wanted this. I did. I I was ready to move on. And given the choice yep. between yeah, was. Hall of Fame four time MVP. Aaron Rodgers, and move on to unproven talent. You were like, "Yeah, unproven talent. Screw yeah, that right. guy. He does ayahuasca." No, I was ready to move on. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say when he wins a Super Bowl ayahuasca. this year with the Jets. He won't do that. He yeah. won't because the he Jets won't. are still the Jets. They're the Jets. That Brett Favre got him to like eight and one, and then like lost a bunch of games. Did they? Didn't he start off the season like six and one? With the Jets and they ended up. Yeah, then the Jets. Then they remember that they were still the Jets, and then they yeah. still had to play the Patriots. I mean, like I, they might make the play. I don't know. Whatever. I don't really. I'm just right. I'm not gonna move I, on. Am, it was, I'm, it was, looking, it was time. It was I'm time looking forward me. to not hearing having, about Aaron Rodgers. No, I love Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> oh. I don't. I look forward to not caring as much. <laughs> 
See, low expectations. I I would not if Elizabeth was home. I would either watch Packer games on mute, or I would not watch the game and I would keep up somewhere else because I didn't want to get annoyed. Because in my head, because we're John, you and I are uh, very blessed, right? To have every year we've we've been like, oh yeah, the Packers go to the Super Bowl this year. So like in my head, the Packers should be winning these games, and then like when they don't, I'm like, what's going on? Why isn't this the case? So I'm looking forward to like assuming instead that they're going to lose, and just being like, oh my gosh, they won. That's kind of where I'm at. Like I feel like if if Jordan Love. It goes six and well, what do they play? Seventeen games. Six and eleven. Six and eleven. Yeah. Okay. As long like, as he doesn't look like trash. Yeah, but then if he doesn't, if he you know goes nine and nine and eight or whatever, and they sneak like, in the playoffs, great. I'm 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 yep. happy. Like the the expectations are low. Where I'm actually excited for. I'm actually more excited for the season because I don't know what to expect. Because it, it really can't go wrong. Because exactly. if they because if they suck, you're like, well, you know. Yeah, I'm back at the days of like watching the Brewers in the early 2000s, where it's yep. like, you know, oh, Ruben Cuevedo's on the mound again today. Great, sounds good. That, that was a, <laughs> all right. That was a we'll good. We'll see what we get, man. <laughs> you know, rest in peace. Who, who was right the there. Who was the big guy? They got CC, right? CC. Oh, oh yeah, well, that's that's that carried him. CC for a year. 2008, man. Yeah. He carried him. He Prince started Fielder. every like three games. Yep. Ryan Braun. Yep. Pre steroids. He threw his arm out pretty much. CC's a bad Yeah. He was like, I <laughs> want the, the ball every four. Then the games. Yankees were like, okay. Hey, do you want real money? He's like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get me started on that. Brewers. Small market team. What do you want? They could have matched it. Probably he would have came here, but for two million dollars extra not, year, it's not how they do yep. business. I was over so there. mad, dude. Two million dollars extra year—that's not worth. That's a middle reliever. That's a middle. Cesar Zabathia is not worth a middle reliever's difference. He was, he was then. Oh yeah, he was totally worth it. That's what I'm saying. He was that, that's what makes me mad. That and Prince Fielder. That's not how the Brewers have done. Well, it, so. yeah, they could have done it. Farm baby, farm. Prince is. I'm. I'm more accepting because of like the injury that the happened to Prince, yep. which is so unfortunate because he would have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't get injured. But. Anyways, I digress. Now reach the sports portion of the podcast. I'm, I love uh, talking. Speaking about of it. speaking of sports, do you guys um, use that Halo app at all? Yeah. Do you ever listen? Uh, so I I've been praying the litany of humility. Okay. Trevor Williams does a, a reading of yeah. It. Trevor Williams, Trevor Williams uh, is a pitcher for, for the Pirates. Like, I don't know who he's with he's, now. I think he's with the Nationals. Okay. Yeah, right you're right. He was with the Cubs. No, he's with the Nationals. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I recommend checking that out. I've Hal's been just as a busy mom. Yes, something yeah. that has just completely changed the way that I pray and how I can pray because mm-hmm. I can use it. Not that I couldn't pray while I was making lunch before, but just having that it makes it easier it makes it easier yeah for sure i think the thing that it's nice for me like obviously you need to have like the intentional sit down prayer right like you definitely the hollow up is great but like you know it's a great supplementary i think Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you do sit down with it that's great um but like for me it's nice to have it in also like in the background Mm -hmm. it's kind of like versus like music or like Mm -hmm. let me have something wholesome speaking of sports players too drew holiday from the bucks has like I don't know if he's Catholic, I I don't know, I don't know. I I'm guessing he might be because I, I don't know. Anyways, might not but, be a buck next year. So 
I, I, I don't is, know. We'll see. Brett Favre had some on there too, Brett but Favre I don't know. Did you really? Yeah. yeah, I don't. Did I don't they know take if they it off? off? I don't think so. No. He was still on there during okay. the summer. Okay. During all that. Is garbage. Brett Favre calf? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. There's a down home ball from Mississippi. Yep. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't know if there's. I don't know. Oh, that's cool though. Uh, yeah, Drew Holiday's on there. I found that. Um, Mark Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark. <laughs> his his um rosaries kind of geek me out a little bit because he goes so fast. He does go fast. Like I don't know where he breathes in there. I don't know if it's like re- I'm sure they do some editing for sure. Depending on I'm sure they did some the editing because time that you choose. Yeah, there's times where I'm like, dude, Marky Mark, slow down, bro, because <laughs> he goes so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, great app. If you don't have it, highly suggest it. Good, great content. Uh, even the even the amount of free content on there is yeah. pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a majority of it's I think free. I think the paid content is like um, specific. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. For the most part, the majority of it's free. I think the Bible in a year is on there. Catechism yeah. in a year is on there. Yeah, some uh, both, daily reflections are both are phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal podcasts if you haven't listened to oh, the yeah. bible in a year podcast yet yeah i restarted it actually did you finish it once no Bruh. i like i i got Bruh. really far then stopped and then i'm like no i need to restart it Why? i know I, I know i didn't need to but i like i wanted to i sure, know i'm that's now fine. i'm decently yeah. far um i've i've pounded through a lot of it yeah so the only reason i'm able to like even at edge we just went through scripture yep. uh finally because uh, the last time we did that unit, we was cut short by COVID. Sure was. <laughs> so we actually got through it this time. Uh, but a lot of my knowledge of, especially that period from yep, uh, middle period from Sinai, uh-huh. yeah. uh huh, yeah. So well, at least Moses's death to Jesus, yep. yeah. Uh, it it's a gray area for like a not a gray area, but a huge gap in knowledge for your normal in the pew for Catholic. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> because I think, and this is my spicy take for the day. Mm-hmm. Last time it was Pokemon shouldn't be in mess. Uh, <laughs> I still believe that. <laughs> um, so, oh, I should mention, I, remind me to come back to that because Elizabeth made a point and I think we should make it on the, on the podcast. Um, I My spicy take is for you to be confirmed mm-hmm. as a teenager. Yeah. Now, I think you could also be confirmed at baptism. Just do it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um before you're confirmed as a teenager or an adult, the question should be asked of you, at least for your knowledge of your faith. Get me from creation mm. mm-hmm. to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Five minutes. Yeah. Can you can, give yeah, me a okay. rundown of salvation like history? Spark notes. Yeah. From spark Adam notes and right Eve to Jesus. Can you do it? Without and using chat GPT. without using ai and not missing anything and not missing anything i think i think that's important because our knowledge of our jewish brothers and sisters because the is the story of the israelites is our story yeah jesus was a jew yeah the apostles were all jewish the early church was jew (laughs) it was jewish um you know it, that history is our history too, yeah. And the the New Testament Jesus is foreshadowed in the old, and right. then the um, 
the New Testament is foreshadowed in the Old, and the Old is fulfilled in the New. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, that that's important for you to know. Yeah. Right? Is it isn't super mega important that you know that, um, that <laughs> that yeah. the the kingdom of Israel split into two over taxes? <laughs> no, right. but you should know that it was split. Mm-hmm. And those ten tribes to the north, yep, are lost to history. I think another thing too, uh, as far as like just knowing the history, is Father Mike Schmitz because I'm I'm actually like love Father Mike Schmitz. Yeah, good, great guy. Never met him, but seems, seems yeah, like a cool guy. dude. Uh, I'd hang out with him. Me too. I kind of want to go to like what is he Duluth, Minnesota Duluth. Yeah, Duluth. I kind of want to go to a mass and be like, hi, big fan. I get this all the time. Sorry, I'm weird. How you doing? But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, he talks about the uh, so in the Old Testament in like Exodus and because that's like Moses, and then during Deuteronomy, um, like there's so many repetition, like so mm-hmm. many things are repeated time after time. Like the Ten Commandments are repeated multiple times. A lot of the early, early Jewish law customs, this is what you're doing, this is what we do, is repeated multiple times over and over. And Father Mike Schmitz is like, this might bore you because <laughs> you're going to hear it time after time. But that's why it's important. Because right. <laughs> he, sure. And he's like, and, he's, and, he, and he reminds us, he's like, these... Obviously, we don't have the same laws in the Catholic Church. Like, we don't have the same rules. And rules have evolved over time. But he's like, that's the point. He's like, you have people who uh, had lost their faith for 400 years while they were enslaved in Egypt. (laughs) You know, like, that's why we don't have that time period, because they were enslaved. And now it's like, we're free now. What <laughs> you know? This is like we have to be. That's why we have we we needed those laws. We need those rules because right. We we had because we had to distinguish the differences. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's like, but as you're going to read, these are going to evolve as people become more knowledgeable. As as, but he said the the repetition of it it stresses the importance, mm-hmm. and I think. Like a lot of people who are not Catholic, it's like, why do the Catholics have so many mm-hmm. rules and law? Yes, because we need them. Because, people <laughs> because are... if we didn't have them, yep. as you can see, and and you know, like I said, uh, four hundred years of no of no religion, but like you saw what happened when they didn't have those laws. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like you saw what happened when God, be, the time period of when they didn't have the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like free will and nilly a lot at times. And it was like, <laughs> God almost was like, this sucks y'all out. And then she, Moses was like, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> like there's a moment where like, Hey, like <laughs> cut us some slack, man. Like we need those laws. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think that Father Mike Schmitz does a great job, way better than I just put it as of being like, there is reason we have these things. And there's reason we have, because it structures us, it, it right. centers us. It's something that we we can uh, have as our foundation, mm-hmm. you know. And they're important when they're repeated. When things are repeated in the Bible, <laughs> time <laughs> after time attention. after time, that is important. Pay attention. <laughs> well, so I, I think there's there's freedom in that too. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't think 
oh, you have all these rules, so I'm free. But, you know, if if God is telling us what to do, we know that's for our own good. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to figure it out on my own. Like, right. You know, the, the church has, has done that, um, you know, with, with a kid. What are you going to, you know, you have rules for them for a reason, not just for fun, but because you want what, what's best for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's one thing that I've really grown to appreciate as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree with you with your original thing of like, cause I, I, I mean, I'm cradle Catholic. Uh, so like, you know, stereotypical, didn't, didn't read a ton of scripture. No, a little bit <laughs> old Testament still growing on. But like, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah, that's important. It's important to know. Mm-hmm. I agree mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Spicy take, but you know, I think maybe sometimes we should know our roots a little bit more. We should also no. be a little bit better. You should have a baseline idea yeah. of a baseline understanding of your faith because you're going to have to defend it at some point. Absolutely. Well, right. and you know, Cameron. I mean, at Edge, every week we see how many times we have to repeat. Mm-hmm. the same things yeah. mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. for it to stick in, in mm-hmm. their heads. And so it's just, it's hard when, you know, you try to impart that on somebody who isn't going to mass regularly or, mm-hmm. or you know, doesn't have that regular um, influence of their faith because, you know, we see it every week. They come every week and we're so, when so often we're amazed at, sometimes what they do know and then other times what they don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also at some point have to cross the bridge from I believe what I believe because my parents mm-hmm. told me to I believe what I believe because I believe it. Yep. Right. And this is why I believe it. Yep. So if somebody asks me why I believe in Christianity, there are multiple levels to my answer. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know why I believe that there's a God? Do you want to know how I know that there's a God? Do you want to know how I know that um, that Christianity is the answer? You know, how we know that Jesus was a real person. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. How we know that Jesus ra- was raised from the dead. How do we know that the church, the Catholic church, is the church that was founded by Jesus? Right. Passed on to the apostles, passed on to whatever. When you have to have those kind of levels to your mm-hmm. answer because without without the basic foundation of is there a God? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. These are philosophical ideas and as a kid you don't need them because you could just say I you know, the important thing is that you know that Jesus is God and he loves you. Right. That's important when you're a kid. When you're going to college and you're having actual discussions with people, right. Adults who wanna know challenge you too. Yeah. Who who challenge you like they're not going to challenge you on whether or not Jesus was a real person because it's a historical fact that Jesus was a real person. Right. If they're going to challenge you on whether or not Jesus is God, well, first you have to start with, is there a God? Mm -hmm. And if there's a God, then there must be objective truth. Right. That's an entirely different fight Mm -hmm. with objective truth. Mm -hmm. What is reality? Now you're getting into moral discussions like all of these questions and discussions that branch off of something as simple as simple, but something as simple as is there a God? Right. 
Because if there is a God, what are the ramifications of that? Mm -hmm. Before you can even start discussing about who God is and um, what is his plan, and then eventually, you know, you get to to Jesus. It's it's interesting. They're interesting conversations to have, and I love having them with people. But you have to have that foundation. Mm-hmm. I Be- think, yeah, and that's what I've I've appreciated so much about about helping with with Edge and with Life Teen is we go into those topics even with mm-hmm. middle school kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, is there a God? What is you know, what is proof of God's existence? We talk about those things. Um, I mean, I've learned so much just by helping with Edge. Um, plug it in, plug it in. Um, we could use some more help, I think, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Um, John. Yeah. So, John. I- <laughs> so I would just encourage <laughs> if that. anybody's ever thought about it. John. Middle schoolers or high schoolers are not that scary. John. I hope John. I, I've helped out a light team, man. Laura? No. no. I No. Uh I love your wife. I love I my do, wife, but, but I think she no. uh um I don't know. It's not she her. Would, not her forte. No. A lot of strengths. A lot of strengths. No. She has a lot of strengths. I think eventually she could get there though. I think she Yeah. Um To give you I an think idea. if I did it with I think if I I think if we did it together she she might be to give you an idea becky Mm -hmm. on how outgoing she is Mm -hmm. um again initially though she gets really outgoing with people she's comfortable with um i could tell you that laura has been on every podcast episode (laughs) and you will know the difference (laughs) yeah she just isn't like talking she hasn't been she hasn't been yeah um but we've discussed like when we have my wife on we have elizabeth Mm -hmm. on um, that we'd also have Laura on. Oh, yeah. Because we just have the wives on. <laughs> yep. Um, she was not a fan of that idea. Or? I think she would do it. She'd do it, but also like we'd we'd have Elizabeth on that week. <laughs> sure. She'd be so nervous though. <laughs> yeah, like, she would, yeah. and she just she's just not a big like um, speaker in public, and like mm-hmm. doesn't like like she will open up to people she's very comfortable with. I get that. Um, yep. She's an introvert to a T in that yep. way. Yep. Uh, when she's around people, she's very comfortable i mean she yeah. could be mm-hmm. a total goof loud life of the party when she's comfortable yeah, we're, ju- we're yeah. just with you guys um yeah just uh the four of us a couple weekends ago yeah it's great yeah but it's like great. but initially oh my gosh yeah. no it's like her her fear <laughs> but i mean that's why we have that warm-up period before you know you sit down yeah. like you just sat down earlier today we don't start recording right, right away we sit and we talk so you, know, you get comfortable with where very, you are very very important topics. very important topics that we would never discuss <laughs> super important <laughs> just not relevant so <laughs> yeah right. but you you have to warm up yeah. and you have yep, to get comfortable sure. with the, the mm. situation but the more you're comfortable with something the more you can delve deeper mm-hmm. into the yeah. to the things yep um that's why that's why catholic education is so important mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. not just like if you're listening to this and you're a parent, and you send your kid to faith formation. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're a parent listening to this, and your kid goes to Catholic school, great. Praise God. Not enough. Yep. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. It starts in the house. And you know, the, if you have to live your life liturgically. Yeah. Yep. You, your life has to revolve around the church. It, it, it really does for for things to blossom and. And it's not a, it's not foolproof either. Uh, right. Oh gosh. You can do everything yeah, right, and things can still 
because it's still a, it, at it the happened. end of the day, yeah. it's still a choice. I mean, right. mm-hmm. I think every credo Catholic we've had on, save for Julia, um, at some point has struggled with their faith, even being a credo Catholic. Sure. Yeah. Something happens that they weren't prepared for, and at some point you have to reconcile with Jesus. Yep. yep. At some point you have to let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. Because even as, you know, educators or, you know, in your case, parents, there's only so much you can do. You, yep. We always, when I was a teacher, we always used to say that I can open the door. I can't make you walk through it. Yeah, yep. right. I can show you how to walk through. I can show you what it'll look like. <laughs> I can't make you walk through yeah. it. Yep. And, you know, even in in my line of work, we'll hear stories, you know, people will, will approach us in their, you know, in their thirties and say, Hey, I was, I was a little, I, you know, I had a a big brother, but you know, when I got to be a teenager, I thought I was too cool and I didn't want to be with them anymore. And I started making bad choices and all these things. But then, you know, a few years down the road, they could hear the voice of their, you know, their big brother in the back of their head yeah. saying, you know, hey, this, you know, these aren't smart decisions. This is this isn't what you should be doing. You know, you're you're better than this or whatever it is. So right, I think right. the point is we just don't know when, you know, that connection will hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's just building up. Uh, it's building up a conscience, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you got to teach them to have that Jiminy Cricket. Yep. You know, I know you like Disney, so brought that up. Me too, big fan. (laughs) Because you, at some point, that their first decision, especially at a young age like that, you're just acting on instinct. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, is if you're in a bad situation, especially you're acting on instinct. And I remember when I was in college, you just, you just do stuff, man. Yep. You do a lot of the times. You just do your first thing that pops in your head. Um, that's what forming a conscience is. Right. What's your first? Mm -hmm. What's your first thought? Um, we were driving home from Door County yesterday. Two days. Yesterday. Um, went up to celebrate our anniversary. And while we were driving back, the guy's in the left lane. I'm in the right lane. He's going 71. Mm-hmm. And I, like a law follower I am, am only going so far over the speed limit. But, you know, you speed up to, to pass somebody, mm-hmm. right? And he's in the left lane. He's just hanging out. I'm like, this isn't, I'm not going to get behind, not doing that. So I go to pass him on the right, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going whatever, you know, and, wa- and while I'm passing him on the right, there's a car coming up on that, on the left lane. So mm-hmm. they're speeding up as well because they're going fast. They want to pass as well, but they're hanging out in the left lane. And I'm passing this guy on the right while I'm in his blind spot. Uh-oh. And he sees like, I'm assuming he, I don't know if it was a girl or a guy, he, she, whatever. Um, must have seen them in their in their rear view, went to go merge to go to the right, not oh, checking their blind spot, yeah. right? And then I'm there, and like I see him, I'm like, bro, and I just went over to the lane, mm-hmm. you know, to the side. That's why they have that open area over there, whatever. Um, wakes up Elizabeth, you know, because she's <laughs> asleep. Because I'm just like, because I had to slant, I had to hit the brakes yep. and slow down because I wanted him to get in front of me, um, like. I've been Elizabeth and I've been together for six years. So seven, eight years ago, 
Mm-hmm. I would have gone ham on that guy. I'd have been cussing it. I would have been cussing up a storm. I would have blared my horn. Yep. I would have reacted far faster, you know, like far more aggressively. Like I would have had a totally different mm-hmm. reaction eight years ago, seven years ago than I did now. Now yep. it was, I just moved over. I was like, bro, that was my reaction. I was yeah. like, bro, <laughs> it was one over the side. And like, I could have gotten upset, but I'm like, you know what? That's why they have the side here. Mm-hmm. He obviously didn't pay attention. Nothing happened. It's fine. Everything's fine. Just merged back on. Yep. Passed him later. <laughs> I didn't look. So I'm like, I don't want him to think I'm mad at him. Like, stuff happens. You know, I don't know what was going on in his life that day, whatever. Um, I wish there was a cop behind us so we could pull them over, but, you know. Um, but the reason I tell the story is I've formed um, my conscience. I've formed my personality, my reactions over six years of being, you know, broke, involved in the Catholic Church and being with my wife. I mean, having met Elizabeth changed mm-hmm. a lot of things, sure. you know, my personality. Um, but that's that's what happens mm-hmm. is you your life changes the more you form how you should react. Because I used to have a lot of anger issues. Mm-hmm. Now I don't. I used to drink a lot more. Mm-hmm. Now I don't. Right. I used to spend my free time very differently. You know, now I work or I have my own hobbies or we play board games or hang out with people or I pray or, you know, whatever. Yep. Things change. Mm-hmm. But you that takes time. And you have to be in situations mm-hmm. to do stuff. All right. I think that's one of the things that I've been really coming to appreciate is thinking about the journey and and just growing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I think for me I I struggled with perfectionism, you know, and so I always wanted things to be perfect and I didn't have patience. So I felt like I needed to be way up here when you know, I was, you know, just kind of approaching that and it wasn't going fast enough. So I think, Cameron, like you said, it's a process and it's a journey of of growing. Um, and, you know, I think that's where the Lord can really work in your heart. And it takes a mm-hmm. lot of trust and patience mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. allow those things to happen. Mm-hmm. In the sacrament of confession. Mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah, of For course. For sure, mm-hmm. too, because, I mean, that's the best, that's the best thing for your conscience right there is re- recognizing where am I falling short and asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, asking for forgiveness. I mean, admitting you did something wrong and asking for forgiveness is a high level of maturity. Yep. Right. You know, because uh, kids will always deflect and because that's their nature you know at a a young age they don't want to get in trouble right um but being able to recognize when you did something wrong and asking for forgiveness is i mean Mm -hmm. it's a high level of maturity that's important that god calls us to do Mm -hmm. that was that was an experience as well going to confession for the first time as a 25 yeah what what does that look like yeah um so I was 
I was going through the RCIA process sort of in sped up version because I was kind of anxious to get to get moving here. Um, but I decided after talking to the priest that was helping me with RCIA, um, I was going to go to confession at St. Michael's in Whitelaw. Just mm-hmm. that's where we had gone to church for a while and. So I went, Tony and I, my husband and I went out there and with the intention of going to confession before mass and um, I was obviously nervous and I had, you know, 25 years of worth of sin to confess, you mm-hmm. know, and um, we get there and the, all I could think about was, you know, he's going to, the priest is going to see me around and like, it's just going to be weird and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and we get there and the father is there and he's got this other guy with him there. He's a missionary priest from, I don't remember where he was from, but he was going to be hearing confessions. I was never going to see this guy ever again. <laughs> and, um... I mean, so it was, it was, it was great. It was just a a relief and, you know, obviously it's, um, it's one of the gifts of the church Mm -hmm. that I, I wish, I wish I would have had growing Mm -hmm. up, you know, just, um, that was always the other, the other thing about, you know, being a Protestant was like, Oh, am I forgiven? Okay. You know, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I prayed and I asked God, I, I believe he forgives me, you know, but there was never that. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's just different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that was, that was also, that was also an experience. What a, but yeah. what a lucky duck. I know. It was, <laughs> okay. You know, he had, I think, he, I don't know if he was, he was in bra- a brown robe. And, he was Franciscan? Yeah. Franciscan. Yeah. yeah. So. Or... They're great. I thought they were brown too. No? I I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah whatever. I could be wrong. Either yeah, way. But yeah. I mean, it some was order. just like. <laughs> in order. That's so, not Dominican. In, in they order, order. they were brown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really. I mean, even going behind the screen, I'll find myself going behind the screen sometimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it's. Especially when it's a priest I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm never going to see them again. Right. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something behind just going behind the screen and just talking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, because the priest is there in Persona right. Christi. Um, like if I if I know the priest, yeah, I'll probably go and, and sit face to face because I feel like there's more weight there's to that. There's something to say about that. Yeah, um, for sure. There's a, there's a, I, I think there's more of humility. Mm-hmm to that um because you're like you're really you're really putting yourself out there being vulnerable yeah for someone that you're gonna see a lot like you know whether it was father especially like father jose when he was here or father ben who i saw Mm -hmm. more than i would an average priest because they were in our age range and you know they helped out they were at a lot more things like pre-covid like Mm -hmm. when stuff was happening more often um before our priest got super duper busy (laughs) um I think there's a lot of weight to that, but there's also really good uh, goodness behind just sitting behind the screen and talking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, no. It, it's always a fun question to ask a priest what, what they prefer. Because there are some priests mm-hmm. that don't try not to see people face sure. to face. Yeah. They, they only want to see behind the screen. Like if I was a, if I were a priest and thank God <laughs> that I'm not, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see people face to face cause I would worry about holding on to their sins. Sure. Um, I suppose, I guess I'm sure every priest deals with that. And I'm sure you hear so many sins. You don't even remember them anyway. Um, but still, like that would be it. That would be a worry for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be like, "Hey, just go behind the screen. I don't want to know who you are." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But uh, praise God, uh, He called me to marriage instead. So um, I do want to touch just before because I know we're getting up on it. But um, Elizabeth listened to our last episode. Uh, she made a good point about music. That that's kind of not where our conversation was going. But we talked about how when you choose music for the liturgy, mm-hmm. it's good to have music that pulls your soul to God. Right. Right. Yeah. You listen to the music, you're pulled to God. Um, it is important for us to point out and to mention that there is definitely a place for music as a form of prayer mm-hmm. outside yeah. of the mass. Right. Sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. For sure. Um, some of those, some of those pieces that like, I love um, Ali Leha. She's a um, contemporary, okay. folksy. Yeah. Um, I'm sure for the song. She's I, phenomenal. I, I don't really know a whole lot of she's like, fa- names. She's just phenomenal. I know, I know the music a lot. She does a song, not a song, but a um, form of the, uh, what is it? The Canticle of Mary. Okay. Um, it's called Visitation Song. Nice. And it's, well, it I've is heard this. gorgeous. Um you are is a great song. It's just a great song for Advent. Um, I would never want to hear those in a mass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in normal prayer, um, or just kind of around the house, like it's, yeah. I think there's definitely a place. Oh yeah. For that kind of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then you're, you're living your life closer to prayer. These are things that bring you closer to prayer. Um, don't necessarily have to be, in the mass, because there are pieces places in the mass that don't belong in your everyday life. Right. Yeah. Um, right. I think that's an that's important. I don't want to, you know, I don't want anyone to. I don't think that came off that way, but I think it's important that we also try to find ways to incorporate music and yeah. spiritual yeah. music in our everyday mm-hmm. lives outside of the yes. mass. Well, it can be very. Right. It can be very powerful for your spiritual life and your prayer yeah. life. Um, that's a, a huge part of the way that I pray is mm-hmm. is through music. I've had an affinity for Christian music since, you know, since high school. And yeah, um, yeah, not all of it is theologically accurate. Um, yeah, but you know, you can, you can pick and choose and uh, you can still use that to help you grow closer to the Lord. I've, I've grown so close to the Lord through times of prayer with, with music, mm-hmm. um, you know, in college and, you know, even like the parish mission, just having mm-hmm. that music, which I know was new or different from a lot of. It was new for about 95%. Right. Of yeah. For a lot of the people. <laughs> um, but it was, I mean, I, that's, I was super comfortable mm-hmm. um, in that. And so I, it, yeah, I, I just, I really appreciate that as well. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like I even have a resistance to it. Mm-hmm. 
Like I want, I want to resist it even in prayer. Mm. Um, and I don't know whether it's just a, like a, I think it's, I think it's probably just like a, oh, I, I don't, I've never liked this. I don't think this is mm-hmm. theologically accurate or kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I'll listen to like, um, some early Flyleaf stuff, which is a punk band or punk rock alt band, whatever. Um, they early stuff from their Memento Mori album, which is, there's songs in there that I heard back before I was Catholic mm-hmm. that I hear entirely different now. Yeah, for sure. Being yeah. Catholic. I'm like, oh, this is about God forgiving sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really wish I remember the song off the top of my head. Um, but I used to think of it as some, it, it's about God forgiving us via via mercy mm-hmm. um, and letting the, the floodgates of mercy open. Right. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness, that means so much more now that I'm Catholic. Mm-hmm. And I could think about that. And some of the songs bring tears to my eyes thinking about, Oh my goodness, this is about Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. I never understood this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have never, had I known that before I would have closed off to entirely be like, Oh my goodness, get this Christian band out of here. <laughs> this isn't the type of music yep. that I listen to. Um, but you have to have that, yet that openness to it. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with everything <laughs> said. <laughs> I don't have anything to add to it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Anything else for the betterment of the group? Cauliflower, man. I'm no, just... <laughs> just get at it. What's the next big vegetable then? I don't know. I'll come up with what, one. What's Dude, what, what's the next? What's the next thing? Like, what's the next cauliflower? Yeah, yeah. meaning like the next kale and yeah. cauliflower. Yeah. What's know. the next superfood, bro? Beets. Oh, beets. Beets. That's a yeah. I feel yeah. like people get scared of beets though, because yeah. like the whole like turns your everything to everything red. Everything red. Uh-huh. Um. I don't know. Not sure. I don't know. This is avocados for a while too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love avocado. I love avocado. Yeah. I feel like that's sustained though. Like I feel like the kale trend is kind of like died down a little. I think avocados kind of stayed. Yeah. Like is that like, a fruit though? It it is technically. It is a because fruit. it has a yeah. seed inside. Yeah, I think that's technically a fruit, but I don't. Nobody knows. Nobody does what a fruit. Knows. Nobody knows what a vegetable is these days. It's just they're all in one anyways. Yeah. Eat your fruits, eat your veggies. I don't care which one. <laughs> That's a tell patients. I don't care what I don't care. Uh, oh, just eat one know. of them. Eat one of them, man. I mean, eat both, but like you know, find find stuff you like in both. And just, it's easier. Yeah, for I don't me care to if you have fruits fruit. and vegetables. Just one or the other is fine. Yeah. I mean, eat both, but yeah. Do you struggle giving your kids fruits and veggies? No, um, veggies. You know more than fruit. My yeah. my kids could eat fruit all day. Oh, I love fruit. <laughs> just, I mean, we go through so much fruit. It's That's just not even, it's not even funny. Yeah. Uh, bananas, which I don't particularly like bananas, <laughs> but my kids love them. Pears. I mean, every, everything. Fruit does not last in our house. That's good, though, because it, it doesn't good. last long in the fridge. It doesn't last long uh, at all. Yeah. It's expires quickly. And then we have to, we just keep some like canned or little mm-hmm. fruit yeah. cups on hand just in, case. in case we run out because... Yeah. What's what's better, John? Frozen or canned? Uh, frozen. Yeah. Frozen. Yeah. Canned. They usually add sugar to it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. For vegetables too, like the best is fresh, obviously. Then frozen. Then canned. Canned is 
you know, that's your only right. available source, you know, because fruits are expensive and vegetables can be expensive. Uh, you just want to rinse it really well because you should add salt to it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, fresh, then frozen. Okay, then, cool. then can. Same thing with, like I said, fruits because they usually add, add sugar to that stuff. Health, health tip of the I've never yeah, thought about just thawing out frozen fruit to eat. Does anybody do that? Yeah, my um, actually my mother-in-law does that with uh, strawberries. She like eats strawberries a lot, and so she has like a frozen bag. And then like during the non, we usually go to yeah, Whole Foods because sure. like yeah. it's the best. But like during the off season, because uh, the California ones taste nasty, yep. so she usually buys frozen fruit. <laughs> okay, and then just eats that. Okay, so. because then it doesn't go bad as quickly. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Just thought I do with grapes. I freeze my grapes. Yeah, because I love grapes, but they go bad so quickly. They do. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I freeze my grapes because I think I love frozen grapes. Have you ever nice Have you ever rolled frozen grapes in um, Kool Aid powder? I uh, no. What is this? Is what a, is this a TikTok thing? No, no. This, what does it do? Uh, like just back like, in college, this was a thing that people did. It's, it tastes like you know. It's like a like a. What a sour patch kid. Kinda. Oh. Yeah. No, but what I do is if I ever have a glass of wine mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, if it's a chilled wine, I will add grapes sure. to it instead of ice because mm-hmm. I don't want it to water down, but I want it cold. And so the frozen grapes keep the wine yep. cold without watering it down. Little, that's true. Little yeah. drinking tip of the day. I don't yeah. want to give. Don't drink. drink I don't want to drink out drinking. I don't want to yeah. give out drinking tips. But that's what I do. Don't drink till you're twenty one. Exactly. Just like and, I did. And when you do, drink responsibly. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Noah, Becky, yeah. thank you so much for Thanks, for guys. coming yeah, coming you. on the show with us today. Um, if you want to be like Becky, you can. I wish we were weird at this part of the podcast because then I remember that people listen to this. I'm not just talking to <laughs> two other people in the room. I'm we're making a recording for mm-hmm. other people that listen to this, like dozens of people. Uh, if you would like to be like Becky uh, and you would like to share your faith story or um, talk to John about birds, cauliflower, birds, cauliflower, cauliflower birds being a government plant, or uh, <laughs> um, I don't actually believe that birds are. Not real. Well, I know, I know that, or any other. But I love to talk about it. It's fun to talk about. Fun to talk about. Yeah, banter about. (laughs) Or really old Brewers players. (laughs) Ruben Cavado. Ruben Cavado. Rest in peace. Uh, You can reach us at humbly speaking. Hey, do a plug here. (laughs) You reach us at humbly speaking pod at gmail dot com. Please pray for us. We are praying for you. Uh, Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen.